That would help if I had my the button ready. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> My name is Michael Basinger. With me are Brad Polly, <laughs> Matt Polly. Hey. hey there. And together we are the Inglorious Pastors. So, announcements, uh, you know, uh, we recorded an episode last week, didn't sort quite of. make the cut, kind of kind of deleted right in the middle of it, so... Uh, Thanks, Matt. Yeah, my yeah. computer that's never locked up in history, locked up. But the good news is... And... Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? Yeah. What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. A uh, podcast almost as bad as those movies. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we're here. <laughs> those movies are great, don't at me. No, they're not. <laughs> they're fun. Uh, announcement. Uh, we're going to do a thing. I, I invited myself to join in on your thing that you're doing. What are you calling it? Oh, what are we calling it? Did we ever decide? I, I don't. The pastors do Merton? No, we're not calling it that. Well, nobody it's, had it's, any... Is it pretty much like a book club? Is it the pastors no, book club, really. but a new one? Sort of, but not really. It's pastors on Merton? I don't know. We don't have a title TBD. Yet. It's working a, it's title. A working title. It's called TBD. <laughs> TBD. I'd touch the Merton. <laughs> Yeah, so we're doing a... Let's desecrate a a wonderful dead monk. (laughs) He's dead to me. Oh, God. God. Too soon? Yeah, always too soon. You are the electricity in in a bathtub of this podcast, Michael. (laughs) And for those who don't know, that's how Merton died, so... Oh, shit. I forgot. You you were an oscillating fan in a bathtub. That's what you are. Was it a fan? Yeah, I think so. In a bathtub? Yeah, I think so. Did he kill himself? No. No, it was a total accident, yeah. Well, shit. Yeah. Well, on that note, we're, uh, <laughs> so what we're, are we doing? <laughs> uh, derpity derp 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 derp. All right, what are we doing? I, uh, so we're doing. Can a we bre- talk about the fact that Michael has three drinks in front hey, of him right don't now. Don't worry about it right now. <laughs> hey, I got really my does. eyes on a fourth too. <laughs> so. um, I need this. I need. So Brad and I have been reading uh, New Seeds of Contemplation. I finished it. Yeah. Oh, did you finish it? Yeah. I started it a week ago or whatever. Um, I'm probably a quarter of the way through it. Uh, and so I talked to him about doing a, just to talk about like what, 20, 30 minutes maybe of just discussing um, that book, but not in a way of like a book club because Brad and I both read it years and yeah, years, I, and years ago. I read it probably 15 years ago. It's easily, 10, but it's easily been ago? 10 or 15 years yeah. since I read it. And so the way we're reading it now is a lot different than the way we read <clears> it then. Yeah. I read the first two chapters and I'm like, I had no fucking clue what this book was exactly. About. Yeah, I mean, um, I kind of still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have a better idea now. Yeah, but I do too. Definitely... It's a it's a heady book for sure. Yeah. yeah. So we're uh, we're just going to do a thing with that. Yeah. Um, just a twenty or thirty minutes um, of us just discussing that book and kind of what's our view, how our views have changed on it, on the things within it, and then. Whatever else comes up with that. Yeah. So, uh, if you'd like to listen, go to patreon.com slash pastors podcast. Check that out. Five, uh, five bucks get you in. Who knows Ten when bucks. we're going to do it? We're going to do it at some point. Yeah. Either sometime this, this week, week or maybe. next. Yeah. It'll come out in the next week or something. When the Lord Assuming wills we can it. get someone's Skype to work. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at me. My Skype worked. Well, it worked for week. like it worked for like 45 minutes, so we should be good if we only do a half hour. Yeah. In theory. 
Um, we'll just gonna, we're just going to pause every five minutes and hit save. Just kidding. We're not doing that shit. Um, <laughs> what? I don't, I think that's it. Yeah. We're back. So. We're in my garage, too. Yeah, we're six feet apart. Yeah, we are easily six feet apart. We drug the backyard table to the garage, so. I feel like we're like, what is this, like eight feet maybe? Yeah. Pretty far. We're probably Brad and I are definitely far away. Yeah. You and I are seven. Hey, I get the tape measure out if you want. Kind of defeats the purpose if you <laughs> move over there with the tape measure. Well, no, measure. I. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You have to get out of your bedside drawer. <laughs> Rim shot. Uh, what are we drinking? Uh, I'm gonna start because I've got three. Uh, I'm drinking uh, handcrafted Atlanta hard cider co. Um, who is this from again? Somebody in Atlanta, wasn't it? Was it from the Frasers? Oh, was it from somebody in Atlanta? It was really? The, it was the Frasers, I think. Frasers, yes. <laughs> or um, near Atlanta. Um, I'm it's also, from the Atlanta Cider Company. Okay, I'm just... That's who it's... It doesn't... Whatever. <laughs> I'm also drinking Jefferson's Airplane uh, Ocean <laughs> Sea, aged at the sea. Kentucky, straight bourbon. Don't whiskey, you want somebody to love? Don't small batch. you need somebody to love? And then I don't know what this third thing is. So I'll let somebody, somebody else talk about it. Will you stop it? I gotta find somebody to love. <laughs> that was uh, that was special. That was, uh, Your eyes are Stop it. Right. God. If you'd like to <laughs> That's have horrifying. Brad perform at your bar mitzvah. Uh, Patreon.com slash <laughs> I'll even wear I'll wear I'll even wear the, the curls on the side. Yeah. You sh- you would look good with curls, I bet. Did you ever see one? My pictures from forever ago when I was a youth minister and I dressed as a rabbi for I Halloween. I, yeah. I had like big beard, big curly yeah, hair, yeah. Like back when you looked like Daniel Stern. And I had my. You know what? You looked like Daniel no, Stern. I didn't look like you don't Daniel look like Stern. him now, God. but you did. No, I didn't. With Michael. the long hair, you did. <laughs> yeah, you kind of did. All right, go ahead. Proceed. What about Jews? I wait, what what? <laughs> no, I dress I dress like a rabbi. I had right. like a black suit on and and uh, a uh, prayer shawl around me. And yeah, because that's when we bought prayer shawls. <laughs> yes, thanks, Rob Bell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a prayer shawl. I had a somewhere. I've got that silver cup that has Hebrew on it, and I got it from. It came from Israel. Uh huh. Yeah, sure did. Is- Israel, Idaho. Hand yeah, handmade <laughs> in a uh-huh. factory in China. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what what are we drinking? What's this? What's this? Mm. What are you chugging? Um, this is just freaking insanely good. Uh, it is La Boite American Amaro. <laughs> I, I didn't laugh till he started laughing. What La Boite? La Boite. It's probably La Boite. I don't know. La uh, American it means the Boite. American friend. Amaro. This is from Cardinal Spirits. Uh, and Amaro is like a, I guess it's like an Italian, like after dinner liquor. It's really good. It's just ridiculously good. Um, so ooh, we should have tried that with some seltzer too. It's good by itself. It is really good by itself. Um, so Le Bois is a, um, famous in New York city. It's a guy, a spice store. And this guy from he's this Israeli guy that's like world renowned for 
like spice blend, creating spice blends and stuff. And so he's the same guy that did their Terra gin, yeah, oh, okay. the spice blend yeah, for their yeah, Terra yeah. gin, um, and also did the spice blend for this. And it, God, it is just I, I can't like even nutmeg. describe. Yeah, I, I mean, there's yeah, of, clove. Uh, it reminds me. It reminds me of their spiced rum a little bit. It's it's even sweeter than that. Yeah, it, it's it it's sweeter, sweeter, but it's got those types yeah, of man, lights. It's yeah, freaking. Ridiculous. Does anyone else get anise in that? Yes, I generally yeah, don't sure. like anise, but no, this yeah, is I do really too. Good. On the... This is sweet enough to kind of overpower mm. the anise, which is hard to do. Mm. It's it's really insanely good. There's got to be like some orange peel in there too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What else we got? Yeah, if you can get your hands on that, if yeah. you're anywhere near Bloomington or wherever they might sell Cardinal Spirits, that is fantastic. Um, and then I, that's all I'm having right now. I'm sure I'll move on to, okay. oh, I've got my whiskey. What's it called? The Brad Polly whiskey? I don't, I don't have a name for it. Brad's nectar. My mother-in-law, uh, got me for Christmas. It's, one called, of those. it's called the mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The nectar of Brad's teat. Uh, <laughs> oh God. No. God damn. Uh, um, so my mother-in-law for Christmas got me one of those charred, the small barrels to age whiskey in, um, and so, like, right after Christmas, I put in two bottles of White Dog. Was it 750 mil together? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it was two 750 oh. milliliter bottles, and that's all that was that came out of yeah. it. Um, I kind of aged it longer than I think you're supposed to in those barrels. I think, what, is, I, what is White Dog? It's just the it's mash. It's, it's oh, okay. the whiskey that comes out before it goes into the barrel. I like know this. nothing about the process yeah. of anything. I've got shit. some if you want to try it. It's fucking rocket fuel. It's good. I mean, it's good, though. It's, it's still it's, rocket it's fuel. It's rough, but yeah. it's it tastes good. Anyway, so uh, the, I used the... I can't remember the name of it, but it's from the distillery that makes Widow Jane bourbon. Uh, was the white dog that I got. And What do you think of that? That's not bad. Yeah, it's good, I man. Mean, for I mean, I, I a, like what, it. a four-month whiskey or yeah, whatever? Yeah, I mean, it, I think I put it in. I mean, I just took it out this week. Yeah. I had tried some about two weeks ago, and it didn't have very much color, or maybe three weeks ago. And then I took that out, and that's how much color it had after, like, that's, another three weeks. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's good. It has, like, a toasty grain nose. Mm-hmm. And on the front end, kind of more, which of is going to be grains. the. I mean, that's going to be the the mash. It is. I mean, it's just a young whiskey. Yeah. So yeah, but it's it's really smooth. So I'm excited to try it. Yeah. Well done, man. Yeah. Thanks. That's not that's that's unique. I mean, yeah. I tried it this week, and I was like, ah, it's ready. I don't yeah. think it's going to get any. And it, the the amount that evaporated in that barrel, oh, probably half. Four, you probably got 750 milliliters. Yeah, you right said there. about half. Yeah, gone. Which is crazy. The old angel share. Yeah. You sons of bitches. <laughs> I know. You <laughs> <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you'd like to buy us around, head on over to patreon.com slash pastors podcast. Uh, do you have your poetry ready? You can, you can do the same one you did I last do. week. Yeah, I need to go get it. Do you have recorded. one, Brad? Uh, go ahead and do one. I don't, mine's inside. Oh, shit, I was going to do an edit of this. Let me just see if I can do one real quick. Just play like half of it and stop. I, I gotta, I gotta, hold on, hold on. Uh, <laughs> let me pause. We'll pause and I'll come Well, right then I'll here. go get mine. All right, go get yours. Okay. All right. This here's a song about one set of pollies Matthew, Scott, and Bradley Michael They were young Christian men, both tragic virgins Prayed every night and read their Bible But at night they get busy spanking their monkey like onion they spilled all their seed jerking it 
They reached for the pen to atone for their sins. Looking back, it was all just hackneyed bullshit. <laughs> they were Oscar Wilde at heart, and they ripped off Emerson. They put the come in comings. They put the dick in Dickinson. <laughs> this one's well, worth this one's worth the title Polly's alone. Poetry corner. This Take is, it away, Polly. This is this is called Sin Crack. <laughs> All one word. <laughs> <laughs> he can't even read it. You want me to read it? <laughs> no. Distorted view of life. Filth corrupted mirror projects image of death. Stumble, <laughs> stumble in darkness, wishing to be blind. Sin crack is forever. Slowly focused eyes see truth, grace, love. Image of Christ loving me. Image of me killing him. Image of him forgiving me. You know what that sounds like? It sounds like the lyrics to a Christian Metallica cover yeah. band. <laughs> I was listening to a lot of Overcome back then. <laughs> a lot of Everdown. Definitely sounds like a Christian metal band. Wrote Definitely that. sounds like you were overcoming quite a bit. Sin Crack. Sounds like a tourniquet song. <laughs> it probably was probably what it was influenced by. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was really something, <laughs> Wasn't buddy. Wasn't it? Uh. <laughs> Sin Crack. God, we were just the worst. We were the worst kind of people. God, we typified everything about oh a douchey God. early '90s white white guy. Yep. Not much has changed. No, not really. No, not really. <laughs> just the we just we just, just the decade. We just stopped writing poetry and started a podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, bright side. Got, oh, yeah. Your, got your button ready. I uh, do. Please look on the bright Help side you're listening to <laughs> Look on the Bright Side with Mr. Brightside himself, Matt Polly. Welcome to the podcast, Michael. Yeah, I was zoning out there. <clears throat> All right. Brad? Um, yeah, uh, to, I've got a couple. My Today is... Um, Your son? Yeah. Abram's uh, 12th birthday. Uh, we uh, had Pizza Hut Pizzones for dinner. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's what he wanted. <laughs> and we can't go out to... Normally, like, our thing is on... The kids' birthdays, they get to choose where we want to go to dinner, and we go out wherever they want to right. go. So you're doing this and podcast pizzoned right now? I am pizzoned to the bone, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, what flavor did you get? Oh, I got the meat, mighty, or the meaty, Whatever meaty pizzone. Meat it's actually the called most, meaty pizzone. Is what the, it, yeah. the most meat you can yeah. shove in some dough. Yeah. So uh, it was just, it was nice. I was home today, and... Um, just, just, we just had a, a decent day. We tried our best to sort of make it. Uh, it's you, just weird. You do what you can. I mean, yeah, I it's, mean, it's just weird. So we did our best to sort of make it somewhat good. I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I t- I texted him. Oh, did he you? Said happy birthday, Dingleberry. He said thanks, Uncle Man Person. Yeah, your Uncle Man Person yeah. is fine. Uh, That's how you're listed in <laughs> you're, his phone. You're up to Uncle Uncle yeah. Man Person. That's fantastic. How's Uncle um, spelled? So, <laughs> with a C or a K, it matters. I think it's C. C. Thank God for that. <laughs> it's not Kuntkel, Michael. Uh, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, that's that's what I got. Yeah. So. 
Uh, I've managed to. That's now two kids I've gotten to the age of twelve and I haven't killed them. So that's that's good. One more to go. <laughs> one more to go. <laughs> if, you can, if you get them all at eighteen, get them all at yeah. eighteen, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got a couple. Uh, had a good day yesterday. Good day off yesterday. I'm in the middle of my seven, six out of seven. So that day off is kind of. I do absolutely nothing. What's work like? I don't know. <laughs> what is this work? Yeah, I'm the only one doing it right now. Apparently. Um. I just I woke up at seven forty five with the dog's paws in my back, so I just got up. Um and was up till about ten, ate some breakfast or whatever. Dog the bounty hunter. Yeah, Michael's dog the bounty hunter. You're sleeping <laughs> between Beth and I. With his paws on Matt's back. <laughs> dog the bounty hunter reference. I bet he's I bet he's a lot of fun in the bed. Oh my god. I Boy, you, I bet you want to pull that. Boy, mullet. I bet. I bet it just smells like the like stale Marlboros, man. Oh, I bet it does. <laughs> yeah, just like <laughs> like sweaty leather and like and mar- stale cigarettes. stale cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. she uh. smelled like cigarettes and like the world's like cheapest deodorant, like whatever the cheapest deodorant is. <laughs> oh, I know. She tasted like cigarettes. She, t- she tasted like cigarettes. Oh, uh, anyway, uh, so then I went to back to bed from ten to one, uh, and uh, I have never known an adult. No, you're a fucking, you're an absolute you. toddler. Eat, eat my ass. No, you're a. Toddler. I work twelve hour shifts every day. Oh, uh, I'm you're the, the only one too. No, I'm not. I didn't say that. I don't care what anybody else does. You know what I'll do Friday? I'll do the same fucking thing. I'm I, exhausted by the time I get to the end of that end of this week. <laughs> Play it all you want. I'm still gonna take a nap. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but then I. Let me know when you're done. Great. Now I'm gonna give money to the SPCA. <laughs> um, it's like anytime we can't get. Where's Matt? Oh, he's got to be sleeping. Yeah. He hasn't commented in the pub in five minutes. He's got to be napping. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Really? <laughs> really? Wow. I don't even. I'm not. I'm barely, barely in the the proper pub as it is, but I always see your shit. <laughs> Whenever I di- dive in, like, well, there's Matt. Look at his face. I'm I'm trying to just explain how my bright side, and I just get shit on. <laughs> is that is it your bright side just to come here and shit on me all night? I'm being shit on. That's all shit on. You know what really pisses me off. <laughs> Of Wayne's World reference. <laughs> Till the handle breaks off. <laughs> um, anyway, I, came I out, wish Mike Myers was dead to me. Then I came outside <laughs> and uh, smoked two cigars, drank three beers, oh, red. Man, you do two cigars a, a lot, quite often. I've I don't done know it twice. How, I don't know how you do I've it. I've done man. it twice. You've done it more than twice. I've done it twice. We've done it together a couple of times. Once. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta isolate that that audio. Yeah. <laughs> Well, somebody else will. Yeah, somebody, yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, and I'm sure you'll play it till it runs it into the ground. <laughs> anyway, um, so it was just a nice day off. And then uh, the other bright side was today, actually. we um, Obviously, with the work furloughs and all that shit, um, you know, people struggle financially sometimes, and they're off work. And uh, so somebody put it in the pub, I think, last week or whatever. Hey, if anybody needs assistance, I can help. Um and a lot of other people jumped in and said, hey, I'm willing to help too. And so I said I would organize whatever. If anybody needs help to contact me, DM me. Um, and then I would set it up. And somebody did DM me today. And 
we had the amount within about three hours yeah. probably. Yeah, I mean, crazy. It was, yeah. And we went well, above and beyond. <clears throat> I finally just had to shut it down and say, stop giving. Like, like just save it for somebody else next time. Um, yeah, it, I, that was actually going to be my other one. I was trying to think of what my other one was, and that was what it was. Yeah, it, it's it, just it, yeah, it's just some really, really good people um, willing to help somebody they've never met yeah. or you know, only know through Facebook. Yeah, uh, Facebook. I mean, group, like we're three total idiots, and we just sit around and like. I think there's a lot of people that think there's nothing redeemable about this podcast, but if there's if there's one thing redeemable it's about it, in line for that. It, <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to get behind my my parents. Oh, but if yeah. there's one thing redeemable, <laughs> right I mean that's my favorite that's position. this is not the first time this has happened in the podcast. really. What you did you hear what he said? No, you'll hear it later when you listen to the podcast. God damn it! It had, man. It had to have something to do with mom. Yeah. God, Michael, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I see you'd have to get in line behind my parents. He said, I like being in line behind your parents. That's just, that's great, Michael. That's just really fantastic. Top notch. That's not what I said, but. You like being behind my parents is what you said. Well, you'll find out later. That's exactly what you said. Anyway, Brad, what were you saying? Anyway, so I was talking about there's nothing redeemable about this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you for that other, example. Other than that, I mean, that, that something like that can grow out of this, whatever the hell this stupid thing is that we do. Yeah. Like week. you said, it's not the first time this has happened. No, it's not. Yeah. And it's just really, I mean, it was just, and even after you shut it down, people are like, hey, let me know for next time if there's something. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy, man. Yeah. Like people just that have enough are willing to, it's almost, it's, it's almost, it's down, downright Guys, Christian. The, pu- the pub is not about the podcast guys it's not michael can you stop ruining shit he's he's in a mood yeah. he's drunk is what he is no i'm not that drunk no no michael what's your bright side uh, i have two um so i've got a little neighborhood um facebook group that we we've got for our for our, for our township mm-hmm. and uh somebody posted in there that we should do an easter egg hunt of like you basically get a you draw or make a craft of your of an easter egg and then hide it on your house not really hide it very well you put it pretty much in plain sight um and then people will go around and and look for the eggs and they go through and and count so we made some easter eggs the kids and i did and so did sarah and uh then we went to go look for easter eggs we found a bunch just a fuck ton just to see that community rally around something as silly as you know giving kids something to do on an afternoon yeah uh it was really cool and there's like somebody counted i think there's like 170 eggs people have put around in the the township yeah um so that was really cool and then yesterday afternoon um got home from work and my daughter uh, i was sitting on the porch uh drinking a beer um and my daughter came out with uh, two lightsabers. We had an epic lightsaber <laughs> battle in the front yard. <laughs> a couple of cars passed, but you know it was pretty awesome. I, I didn't, I didn't, didn't slow down for them. So it was, it was pretty awesome. So my cool. son got involved too, but he had a pirate sword. <laughs> what do you call those pirate swords? Oh, it starts with an S. Saber? No, it's like no. an S C H word. It's not scimitar. That's, no, uh, I can't. I don't know. Somebody's don't screaming know. it. Yeah, I'm sure. I I haven't watched uh, Pirates of the Caribbean in a long time. Yeah, so. I need to rewatch it. 
What's it? Are you, <laughs> you Googling Matt, pirate I've got sword. Cutlass. Cutlass? Yeah, Cutlass is it. That's it. That's oh. one. Yeah, that's it's it. It's one that's got like the, it's got like the curve yeah, around right. your hand. Yeah. 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 Cutlass. There, yeah. I think there's another word too. I it's think it's a in a... badass car from the 80s. <laughs> we've got Saber. We've got Cutlass. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So that's my, that's my right side. Um... Oh, music segment. You music segment. It's time for some songs about music from three white guys. Your favorite three white guys. We're going to play some music that three white guys would like. Take it, it away, gets, Brad. It gets better every week. Um, I want a super cut of all these jingles. This is, uh, a, is, is it a band or a name of a guy? Yves Tumor. God damn it. Sorry. It's not a tumor. Matt turned me on to this album this week. And it's really freaking good. Is it a tumor? It's not. It's not an Yves tumor. I think I actually sent you that joke. You did on text. Yeah, you did. Yeah, like immediately. <laughs> like just whatever. All right. Uh, this song is called "Gospel for a New Century." Maybe. Oh, you don't. Oh, I don't plugged in. Not plugged in. <laughs> Shit. I, yeah, I gave you a coin. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Right, plug it in. <laughs> Last thing we need is that pop. I do. I was forgetting something. Go ahead. All right. Is this podcast skipping? No. I know. Isn't it weird? Yeah. Kind of a long intro. Yeah. yeah. I went for a walk the other day and listened to this album, and it was just perfect. I was still today. I think I can solve it. I can be your all and no problem. Baby. Great bass throughout the entire you album. You can be more, but you're heartless and darling. Oh, but I've already solved it. Say what you really so there's very few albums that when I first hear them, they get onto my top ten list for the year, but oh, that one's on This there. one's vaulting up into the album it's of the year category. It's freaking fantastic. Territory. I still have a number one for that one that I've had for a while. Oh, dude. For this Avala. year? Yeah. I still yeah, I listened to that. that again yesterday. Remember that Christian band, Avalon? <laughs> yeah, this is different. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling they're not as good. This is very different. Yeah. Uh, well, since Brad stole mine, um, is it Avalon? You should play Avalon. I'm not playing Avalon, Michael. Shut up. What was the the Avalon hit? Uh, there wasn't one. Um, I feel like I finally found. It's a band I just found. A uh, band I just found <laughs> called uh, Milk Belly. M e l k belly. Milk oh, belly. Milk. Milk belly. Milk is yeah, one of my favorite. Roommate words. in college that said milk instead of milk. The album is uh, <laughs> my my daughter used to say. Uh, uh, Instead of thanks, you would say Manx. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. I freaking love shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was Elijah used to call ketchup chup. Chup. Yeah, yeah he did. did. Yeah. Jude used to call guitars T-Tars. T-Tars. <laughs> uh, T-Tars, Tiza was pizza. Tiza. I want Tiza. <laughs> Still loves Tiza. Um, oh, that's great. Anyway, the band's called, uh, band's called Milk Belly. The album is Pith. Um, and uh, the song is, first song's THC.
What are you laughing at? <laughs> Michael is losing his mind. This is fucking Avalon! This is Avalon! Oh! God damn it, Michael. Well, what's funny is... No, what's hilarious is I was sitting there going... I was like, what the shit is well, this? I was sitting there going, this is fucking awful. Yeah. I don't know how to tell Matt it's awful. <laughs> my song. My song. Fucking every time. I was like, that didn't sound right, but I couldn't remember. Oh, that makes it better. You couldn't do it on brass, could you? Why he made me think of it? (laughs) All right, go ahead. No, fuck off. I'm not playing it now. No, I want to hear it because I want to know if I need to download it or not. It's so funny because I was seriously going, yeah, this is really fucking well, terrible. I, I know. just don't know how to say it I without I was like, man, Matt. I don't remember this song being like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. I'm totally dead. Reminds me of something. Like some really good noise rock. Like some rhythmic changes and like there's it's just kind of a cool album. I'll download it. Reminds me of the rentals. And somebody else. Uh remind me of like a heavier garbage, maybe. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Anyway, it's better than fucking Avalon, Michael, you dick. <laughs> Dude, that was... I'm so proud of that's myself. A, that's a pretty big troll, buddy. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was, it, you know, no, you're, I, not, I, you're not no, fucking sorry. I would have done it to Brad no, if you went don't second. Even, don't even say you're sorry. You're I, not fucking sorry. I thought it was fucking great. That's fine, but don't don't <laughs> but apologize I, like you're sorry. I, I'm sorry that you got hit with in the crossfires of a really excellent joke. Michael, what do you got? Uh, I'm just going to play it. Why not? Here we go. Where'd it go? Shit. All right. Tell all the hunters to lay down their God damn it, man. Tell them that the tiger needs a little bit of love. <laughs> it's fucking Joe Exotic. Isn't it? The song's not about Tiger Woods, by the way. Let them roam their land. Then stand back and marvel. What a beautiful cat. What a beautiful cat. Because I saw Tiger. <laughs> now I understand. I saw Tiger. Tiger saw me. I give him 
Are we, can you be done? <laughs> no, he can't because he just, he's just in a mood. He's drunk <laughs> so already good. and he's just in a mood. I'm so fucking proud of that song. So, <laughs> Matt, you really got to see this show, Tiger King. Okay. No, you really do. It is a, it is a cultural phenomenon. Yep. Just, just watch it. I don't want to fucking watch just it. Watch, just, Why? just the tip. Just I'm the watching first like four shows right now. Are you? Yes. What are you? What watching? are your four shows? Uh, Archer. Okay, you've seen Archer. No, I haven't seen the later episodes. Archer, The League, which you've seen all of them uh, numerous times. Uh, starting to rewatch Scrubs a little bit because of the podcast. Um, they made a podcast. So you're it. watching all the shows that you've already seen. No, I've not seen half of the league. I'm not yeah. seen half of Dude, Tiger King. It, it's Tiger King. It's literally like six episodes. I think That's it's it. seven or eight. seven. No, it's like seven. Okay, okay whatever. whatever. God, just uh, just get in. Just just the tip. Watch the first one. And you're gonna think, wow, this is underwhelming. It's what I thought. I thought, wow, this is underwhelming, and then made a smart ass remark about it. No, I was wrong. It's very overwhelming. <laughs> It's it'll, pretty overwhelming. It'll it'll overwhelm all of your senses, and it'll give you new meaning to life. Yeah, I'm sure it will. <laughs> it will, man. All right. It'll blow your fucking mind. That's great. When have you ever known me to do anything that somebody tells me to do? All right, then that's don't, exactly then don't what I said it. when you were like, oh, yeah. when I on that post I commented and you were yucking everyone's yum, and I said, no, oh, I, look did. At I did not yuck it. I'm not doing this shit. We did this last week. The part that got deleted. No. I'm not doing this. I didn't yuck anybody's yum. Totally right, now, now we know why the why the computer suddenly froze. Matt just didn't want this dirty laundry out. It is, this is what you do. Anything in the in the cultural zeitgeist, you just decide you're not going to watch it because everybody else is watching. Yeah, it. like Taylor Swift. What's well, wrong with no, you? <laughs> no, I have no interest in Taylor Swift. I don't either. <laughs> Lord knows I do. God, just watch the show. I don't want to watch the goddamn show. Beth, do you want to watch Tiger King? Uh, no. <laughs> See. Wait, watching what? Good Bones? Yeah. What's Good Bones? It's on Pornhub. Move on. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I've never even heard of Good Bones. I haven't either. What's Good Bones about? Well, it's a show that Michael's never heard of. It's an HGTV show. Oh, uh, It's okay. a mother and daughter that build houses, but they, it's all in indie. Okay, I have heard like of it. Like Fountain Square and like... Okay. Oh, they're the okay. ones building all those weird-looking pole barn type houses. Okay, I have seen yeah. this show. <laughs> there it is. I have totally seen this show. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. My old boss, it, boss, uh, her house was remodeled by them. Her, yeah. Her? How do those work? I mean, do you still have to pay them, or does the show pay it? Or how oh, does you that still work? have to pay for oh, it. Yeah, because I can't imagine that's cheap. So you buy the house. I mean, these houses are like half million dollar houses. Yeah, they they buy really run. Yeah, I mean, you can drive. You can drive through really Fountain Square and see them. Yeah, I yeah. mean, all over the south mm-hmm. side of Indy, you yeah. can know which ones yeah. they've done. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it, they they make really nice houses out of really shitty ones. They they houses. just gut them. They yeah. basically just gut these houses and yeah. yeah. That's a good. Job. Okay. Anyway, I, it, it's not bad. Um, where what are we doing? Let's uh, do. Uh, yeah, we got it. We got to move this boat along. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your beers. We're headed into the news feed. Into the news feed. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, science corner. We don't have a song for no. that. No. Um, <laughs> We haven't done these in a while, just weird weird nature facts. I always find these things interesting, so I'll do a few of them. Uh, the urine of the maned wolf smells so much like marijuana, it sent Rotterdam zookeepers on a hunt for cannabis smokers in the zoo. Interesting. Um, 
Wait, you're not allowed to smoke weed in the zoo? Uh, apparently not. Huh. To yes. avoid being heard by sharks, marine iguanas can stop their own hearts. Huh. Wait, wait, they can do what? Stop, what? stop their own hearts. In order to avoid what? Sharks. Oh. Because sharks pick up on the Oh, the well, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Man, what a evolutionary deal that is. Yeah, That's really? crazy. Tired of being eaten? Stop your heart. Stop your heart. <laughs> um, Daddy long legs predate the dinosaurs. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. You're that was also highly high venomous. School. Did you know that? Yeah, but not to. They don't have a like yeah. their mouth is too small to bite people. Yeah, Isn't that weird. Same. <laughs> Daddy Long Legs was my nickname in high school. No, it no, fucking wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> uh, to escape predators, the pebble frog throws itself off of cliffs, tucks its legs, and bounces once it hits the ground. Oh, I saw that on uh, one of those Planet Earth shows. Oh, really? Yeah, it was crazy. It like cre- they showed this one and it crawled up a hill like a like a big mountain. Yeah. And it went over the top and there was a spider, huge spider waiting on it like a tarantula to eat it. And it literally just goes like balled itself up and just rolled all the way down into the water. I mean hundreds and hundreds of feet. Just rolled and bounced its way down. It was crazy. Did you ever see over the top the movie? Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, that was the arm, wrestling arm wrestling movie. Wrestling. Yeah. The arm wrestling oh, movie. Oh, man, I had a cousin who used to watch that every day. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. I swear. Uh, 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 most painful sting in the insect realm? Mm. Are, are we guessing? You know. Uh, it's the... It's like a... Scorpion. We, we had mm-hmm. the guy, uh, Coyote Peterson, mm-hmm. on. Got stung by it. <laughs> we we didn't it? have him on the podcast. No. Well, we, we talked about news, him. We've done yeah. a couple news stories. The bullet ant. We need, to, we need to get him on the podcast. <laughs> so that dude is one crazy son of a bitch, man. I watched his show. Like, it's on Animal, Pl- oh, it's Animal Planet. Yeah. And I watched a couple episodes. There's one where he's, like, swimming with alligators. Yeah. Like, in the wild. And just, Jeez. I mean, like, face-to-face with them. It's like, what the? He's wearing green. He put on a head-to-toe green, <laughs> like, spandex suit. Did you guys see Nick Walenda walk over the volcano? No. Oh, I had to watch that shit. Him praying to he Jesus. Had he had a harness. Him, it was bullshit. Him singing Chris Tomlin songs. Oh, was as he, he walks really? Nah, I'm not kidding. <laughs> wow, great. Sorry uh, I missed that. Male kangaroos flex their arms for females. Huh. Interesting. Uh, this is one of my favorite. That's where Rue came from. <laughs> Wait, what? Winnie the Pooh, Rue? <laughs> Kanga saw some ripped Dude, kangaroo jack. Dog. Just like, keep going. <laughs> like you to put oh, something in my pouch. <laughs> oh, sorry. I feel like Michael just goes until he actually says a hashtag. He yeah. thinks he's going to win. Uh, Odobinus rosmaris, the scientific name for a walrus, translates to tooth-walking seahorse. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Which is just, that's a perfect name for a fucking walrus, man. Uh, let's do one or two more here. Um, oh, when in captivity, female koalas often engage in orgies and completely ignore male suitors. Oh, well, who can blame them? <laughs> I'm busy <laughs> right now. <laughs> he can't be, the, the male can't be arsed to, to uh, participate. Steve, come back later. I'm busy. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Get your dirty dick away from me. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 stop. Whatever you're doing. Uh, can I just say it and then you can decide if we can do Yes, go ahead. <laughs> your cum tastes like eucalyptus. 
We gotta keep that. In. <laughs> we gotta keep it in. <laughs> uh, one more. Um, Australian dogs lick cane. Look at him. <laughs> Australian dogs lick lick cane toads in order to get a hallucinogenic high. I think I've heard that one. Yeah, yeah. The picture of this fucking dog's awesome. It's like, <laughs> it's like Gwen. When she gets high. All right, so there's that. Uh, and this one, I'll just, I'm only going to mention one or two of these. I'm going to post this. It's 35 super useful and fun websites oh, okay. that you can just waste time on. Uh, yeah, we've, got, um, we've got plenty of time right yeah, now. Yeah, so. I mean, really. Uh, one of them's called The True Size. Um, what? <laughs> put in the name of a country, and The True Size will show you exactly how big that country is in comparison with others. Oh. Uh, let's see. Caffeine calculator. You can determine how much caffeine it would take to kill you based on what you're drinking. <laughs> Um, there's a random name generator where you can randomly generate a name, anything from African to Indian to Indonesian to Latvian. What's it, what what is that? What to, is it, uh, to rapper to hillbilly. What is the website? Uh, I think it's uh, behindthename.com. Okay. So you do first and middle name. We can see. do random. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna do. Um, I'm gonna do Slovakian. Oh, oh man, definitely doing Polish. Generator name. Here we go. Oh, Milada Vieira. That's uh, Meredith's cousin, I think. <laughs> Mine's uh, Gajanka Paula. What'd you What'd you pick? Jaganka. What? Jaganka. J a g. No, what country? What? I e n k a. What is Jaganka? Is that a name? I don't, Michael. What country are you picking? This what? is Polish. Oh, we just hit the Jaganka. <laughs> Brad, what'd you get? Wait, I don't know how to. Where are you? Where are you at? It's on behind the name. Yeah, which part? How do you? You select a. You select a. An origin, down at the bottom, or not at the bottom. There's any of the countries or okay. ethnicities, and then you hit generate a name at the top. Uh, okay, let me do. But you can do like fairy, you can do hillbilly, you can do hippie. Ooh, I want do, a biblical name. You can do witch, you can do wrestler. That'd be oh, you can do Billy. like multiples, it looks like. Yeah, you can do more than you one. You can generate a fucking life story. Wait, I'm not yeah. seeing generate anywhere. At right. the very, at the very, very top. top. Generate. It says generate a name. All right. Nope, I, it doesn't. Not on mine, about, it doesn't. Well, whatever. Anyway, I, so that's one wanna, of them. Here's my life story. Oh, random renamer? You're on a different website then. I'm on. Behindthename.com? Yeah. This is my biblical name. Know. Can I can I go through it real yes, quick? Yes, Michael, please. Um, my biblical name is Delilah Basemath. Uh, I am a feminine gender. I am French. Uh, I am... Uh, my language is, is French as well. I am 20 years old. Uh, I live until I am 73 years old and I die of respiratory disease. <laughs> I die of coronavirus. Probably, yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, another website, it's called Radio Garden. Um, you can basically spin the globe and listen to radio stations from all over the world. Uh, and oh, then, that's kind of fun. And then this one, actually, I've had this one bookmarked for um, easily 10 years. It's called Music Map, where you put in a band, put in an artist, and it will give <clears throat> you, it will select. Mm -hmm. oh, it basically cool. puts up anybody that's closely related, and the closer it is to, your, to the name you put, the more likely it is to be a similar match. So it's basically like the, like the algorithm behind Pandora. Yeah, essentially, it but like. it's just, it looks like, it literally just looks like this. Oh, that's cool. Like a, 
Oh, fun. And you can click on any of the names. And go, okay, that. this oh, relates. Take you to a. No, like, it doesn't take you anything, oh, okay. but it will. If you like, say you know this example is the Kinks, so it has like the animals, right? Zombies, pretty close. Um, the Clash, pretty close. So like you, you could click on the Clash, it would go to the Clash is the main oh, thing. Oh, okay. Then would, and then so you could just kind of like, branch wow, off. Wow, yeah, you it's kind of cool, man. You could like, kill tons of time. You yeah, can. You should. You should totally. That's one type I. Type in Taylor Swift on that. <laughs> Looking for some new music. Taylor Swift. Katy Perry is probably on there. Ariana Grande. Okay. Yeah. Justin Bieber. Okay. Carrie Underwood. Got me walking side to side. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Go ahead. Anyway. So that's it. That's all I got. I'll post that. That's just some fun stuff for people to do if they're really, really bored. So. All right. So I put on our uh, message, you guys need to click on the the one about the queen. Oh, I need to. Okay. Hold on. Wait. It's because you got to look at the pictures. This is from twistedsifter.com. Uh, oh, okay. The queen wore another green screen <coughs> oh, outfit and yeah. the internet rejoiced. So the queen keeps showing up in public and she keeps wearing this like all green dress. <laughs> and so the internet just goes nuts and puts Photoshop's images on it. So it, dude, there are some fantastic. <laughs> fucking Iron Maiden t Dude, Iron Maiden. There's one. Um, that is uh, Joe. It's Joe Exotic with his tiger. Oh, shit. Where, where? This wasn't the first. Okay, this is the second. There's one with Queen. There's one. Just one of her wearing a Che Guevara t-shirt. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> the cat. Ministry of Silly Walks. <laughs> like, there's one. There's one that's. Uh, Star Trek. Says God Save the Queen. Sex Pistols. <laughs> there's one with a tiger holding the sign. That says Carol did it. <laughs> So anyway, that's that's uh, yeah, amazing. There's some just some killer shit on there. Um, <laughs> Keep calm, Corgi on uh, the internet. The, the internet remains in. just totally undefeated. Uh -huh. So yeah, feel free to thumb through those for a few minutes when you get that. Oh, that's that's great. pretty great. Uh, and then a British man thwarts the lockdown by running a marathon in his backyard. Jesus, wait to hear this. So, what? Yeah. So. Uh, James Campbell, a former, this is in Cheltenham, England. Uh, lovely race course there. Um, James Campbell, a former professional javelin thrower, uh, spent his 32nd birthday on Wednesday doing a doing six-meter or 20-foot shuttles from one end of his small backyard to the other. Holy shit. He has a 20-foot-long backyard, and he ran a marathon in it. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So he said he, he promised to run the marathon if one of his Twitter messages received 10,000 retweets. And uh, he raised $22,000 or 18,000 pounds for the National Health Service in, oh, nice. in Britain Good for him. to help battle the pandemic. Um, yeah, I mean, that is... Did it say, I mean, how... 7,000 times. Yeah, he went. He traversed his yard se at least seven thousand times to reach. I mean, I wonder if he had forty-two like a, kilometers. If he had like a, like a clicker or something to count. He or? had over somebody did. Like, oh my god, talk about a boring job. I mean, can you But can you imagine uh, down and back seven thousand? That's, that's just crazy, 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 crazy. But that's that, that's fucking dedication. It is. Right there, but man. he raised he raised a lot of money for good. a good cause. How many times so, was it again? Oh, oh, at least seven thousand. Jeebs. Wouldn't you think you would get dizzy? That constant back and forth, back and forth, like it's like a game of pong. Yeah, <laughs> like really fast human, human pong. pong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I so got. You, how how far was it? Twenty feet. Yeah. So there's twenty six point two miles. 
26.2 times 5280 is 138,336 feet divided, divided by, by 20. Yeah, 6,900. Yeah. 6916. Nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're in it nice thousand times. Man, that's just crazy. Nice. So anyway, that's kind of a good story. Nice. I like that. All right, uh, product update. I did it last <laughs> week in the episode that was lost in time. Uh, Mountain Dew flavored Doritos are here. Nope, still not doing them. Yep. I'd try them. Send them for the pod if anybody finds them. Yeah, if you find some Mountain Dew Doritos. Gamers, Gamers Delight, limited edition Mountain Dew Doritos. Yeah, if anybody sees these, buy them for us because it's not like we're hanging out in grocery stores right now. Um, no, we're not. Uh, Mountain Dew Violet is a thing, too, now available in the U.S. Ew. What it's does just, it's just taste like? Is it the flower? It's purple. It's purple Mountain yeah, Dew. Yeah, that's all that means. But does it taste like violet or does it no, taste I like grape? It. I guess it tastes it's, like grape. Yeah, I would say it definitely doesn't taste like a violet. There's some pretty decent Mountain Dew flavors. You ever ate there, a violet before? I always liked Code Red. Yeah. Have you ever ate a violet before? No. Wasn't Code Red the first weird one they did? Yeah, my were we in college? Were there we was in college? A, was what was I the college? Li- Livewire was one too. I think Code Red was the first Livewire was the orange one. It was before Code uh, Red was before. I think Code Red, I think was, Code the Red was the first weird one, one they did. Baja and then Baja Blast, Blast is my favorite. It's pretty good. Yeah. Every once in a while, man. Do they only dude. sell that at Taco Bell. Uh, they started selling it canned. I yeah, because oh, we okay. had we had a twelve pack for Lenny. <laughs> so, so all right. That was uh, so. All of his teeth are laying on his bedroom floor. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you'd have to With get holes out of it. They're laying in his bags. So you'd have to get out of it. So, uh, Kofi Kingston. You guys know who Kofi Kingston is? Uh-uh. He is a uh, former wrestler for a uh, former WWE champion, um, <clears throat> and he apparently uh, went on a rant. And some interview he did with the New Day, Feel the Power. This is all stuff I don't understand. <laughs> um, we need but, to bring a wrestling translator in. But it. it uh, it transitioned uh, to him speaking about something that he is quite serious about and, and very passionate about, and that is uh, he does not uh, drink cow's milk. Um, I'm so afraid of what he drinks <clears throat> right now. Instead, he drinks milk from a human. Oh, God. Um, and he was, he was rather animated. <laughs> of course he does. He shouted. He had uh, a, a few points of conviction, um, and he summed everything up. He said, I just want to be... I just want to make it clear that from this day forward, you feel like an adult adult men should be able to breastfeed in public with no consequences uh, in public from their wives. So, okay. In other news, this guy is batshit insane. <laughs> God. So he is. It sounds like he's drinking milk from his wife. So, it's just there's there is a weird psychological problem there. There just is. There's there's some weird some ass like mommy, mommy issues, issues or something. There's something to that because that's just bizarre. I mean, it's just it's just that's just fucking weird. There's no two ways around. It. It's just weird. Didn't we do a story once on yes on adult yeah. breastfeeding? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A boyfriend breastfeeding from his. But this is like, like a, a thing. This is a, a WWE world champion who's who's coming out in support of male breastfeeding in public. Apparently, you see as well, he thinks it's cool to do it in no public. One Gronkowski is now a, a w- WWE wrestler. Yeah. He won WrestleMania. Did he win? Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert! I wasn't going to watch AEW all the way. 
Um, so a couple names there, newborn twins, Corona and COVID. Put them in prison. Put them in fucking prison, man. Why Pre- would you do that? Preeti Verma, Verma and Vimey Verma have decided their, to name their twins after the novel coronavirus COVID-19. It's going to kill a million fucking people. Yeah, let's name so our kids after Corona that. Verma and COVID uh, Verma. Yep, COVID Boy, is, is a... Just is rolling, a, rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Is a <laughs> male and Corona just is beautiful. Female. Um, That won't be the only... They have Baby's unique names in order to spread happiness, not fear. So that's what, that's what, that's what they decided. You Name your do. kids after a fucking disease, man. After like a what pandemic? Like, I mean, it's just nuts, man. Yeah. People are just fucking crazy. They're, They're just crazy. Yeah, I don't know how. And I, I have a theory that I have a theory that Black people Plague have, and nine eleven are gonna <laughs> feel about it. But. Yeah, no kidding, here's, right? Here's our, our my cousin H one N one. You've met my children, Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Hi Nai. God. Hi Nai. Hi Nai. God. I I have a theory that people have always been batshit insane, but now because of the internet, we hear about every stupid, it gets picked up crazy by the thing and, ever. Yeah. The because of that yeah. fucking sun yeah. how in denial do you have to be to already be wanting to to reshape the way people think about coronavirus in a in a in a positive light well then what happens if one of the parents dies of coronavirus yeah so then you've got two kids to remind you of that yeah. the rest of your life yeah no these, these are the people corona. that don't get it yeah. yeah, you're right. These are the people that don't get it. It's the people that we want to stay on earth that fucking get it and die. oh you mean like that don't actually get coronavirus what is that what you're saying? No, I'm they don't these understand. Are, or no, they... these are the people that don't ever get it. These people that are terrible fucking human beings. Oh, you wish they would get coronavirus. I'm not saying I wish they would, <laughs> but they're the ones that never do. I just want to be clear that you wish these people death. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Um, a sex club hosts a digital orgy uh, on Zoom. That's not a thing. With a hundred horny masked members. So, so is everybody jerking off on a Zoom call? Like yes. London-based sex club Killing Kittens. That's kind of that's actually a pretty good name for a for a sex club. You know, I feel like there's an innuendo there somewhere. <laughs> Remember? I think there's several. Every time I don't think there's just one. You jerk off God kills a kitten. Uh, it's right next to the Beat That Pussy Club. <laughs> yep. So they had a two hour virtual house they, went, party. they went a little more subtle mm-hmm. with this one. Right next to this, right it's in between that and the shaved beaver. It's it's a two hour virtual house party. Killing kittens founder. And no, it's se- a jerk fest. And sex yes. entrepreneur. Uh, That's not a thing. It's a Emma Zoom. Sale. It's a Zoom circle jerk. Obviously, there's not an actual orgy in place, but it's adult, and there will be a lot of nakedness, lingerie on display, and people challenging each other to do certain things. Yeah, because Pornhub doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs> Good God. When you're so bored that even porn help can't fix it. I still jerk off manually. Yeah. Of course you do. Uh, you want to know how much it'll cost? The brain is the... I can't... The brain is, the, is the, not the, cheap. The brain is the biggest rogers so, yeah, On you, maybe. <laughs> on you, maybe. So, actually, I guess there's swingers, too. So, the event... I find that shocking. Single women and couples, just $25 for the night. Oh, well, that's not bad. That's As opposed to the usual $312 Jeez. per couple. Good Lord. 
the same rule like still applies. It's 80% discount, isn't it? Women must approach... It's like a fire sale. ...women first, and all participants must be respectful of boundaries on risk of being mm. kicked out. All pre- all proceeds will go Boy, to... Boy, what do you have to do to get kicked out of what? something I mean, like this that? This goes Here's to the, the thing. food what, bank, though. What all that the, money's what going the, to the Trestle Trust. It's a UK food bank. Which is great, but what what's the... I don't have any moral problem with it. I don't give a shit. If you want to have a I mean, you're jerking Zoom off for orgy, the whatever. good of mankind. But, like... What what are the rule like? What boundaries here? If you're gonna jerk off, why not do it to help people? Who I can I can understand the the boundaries, like in an actual orgy. I could understand, but like, what are the what are the boundaries on a Zoom orgy? Like, what would that even look like? I don't that know, Steph. No, I don't think. I think that's probably a lot. Probably, if I probably was like uh, boy, who'd want to really be the bouncer? In stuff that shit? involving blood, maybe. Oh God, Michael! I wouldn't well, want to go there. Boy, we just got on it. <laughs> okay, well. There's Michael's dark side. Jesus Christ. Uh, that would be I wasn't my boundary. Thinking no remotely near that. Well. <laughs> well, moving on. We need to go. All right. We we got to go. So, uh, there's okay, no not, way to not soon there's enough. No way to transition I'm so sorry. Out of this. I'm so sorry, Rob. God damn it. I Tell him not to earlier. listen to this, please. Yeah. He won't. All right. He probably will. Uh, his I'm, guessing this, I'm guessing this will not be on his social media. This will be his last <laughs> interview with Dean Glorious Pastors. Um, so uh, our, our 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 interview today. Uh, how do you say his his last name? Do you know Rob mm-hmm. Ryersey? Mm-hmm. Rob Ryersey. Mm-hmm. He is a pastor, a politician, and an author from Springdale, Arkansas. Good old Arkansas, and a good dude. <clears throat> I met him at uh, talked to him for a little while at a uh, vote for common house. good yeah. rally. Yeah. Uh, he is the executive director at Brand New Congress, uh, the political director of Vote Common Good, and he's got a new book out calling Running for Our Lives. And about somehow his, he's on this podcast. Some, <laughs> some series of unfortunate events led him to this podcast. Uh, it, the Running for Our Lives is about his 2018 congressional run. So without further ado, let's go further up, further in. Yeah. Yeah. Rob Pryorsey, are you there? I am. Hey, that was my, my bedroom voice. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> um, so, We're off to a great yeah, If you apologize, don't do it again, Michael. <laughs> I mean, God. I don't know if this is my first time ever speaking with a politician, but... <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm doing already great. like right where where I need to be. Um, so so we've we we first heard about you uh, from your uh, wonderful sister in law, um, and supporter of the podcast and uh, just general badass, uh, Courtney, um, uh, that you were going to be on the Robcast. So I, I think yeah. we all listened to that. I know yep. I, I listened to it. Um, have you, were you on there twice or was it just the once? Just one time. Okay, but they had another guy on there to talk about the brand new Congress before you. Yes. Were, yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, since then, you've you've run for Congress, um, and and even been the subject of a documentary, which I enjoyed. That I watched that as well. Um, how, how how did you fall into this mess? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I uh, I'm I'm a pastor. I pastor a church in uh, in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and. Um, you know, I grew up um, strict fundamentalist. Like, so the denomination I grew up in, we weren't allowed to have anything to do with Southern Baptists because they were too liberal. Uh, <laughs> oh just, a, just a just a 
just to put it on the spectrum there for you. Um, and so, you know, super strict, traditional conservative upbringing went through like a huge transformation in my faith and uh, ended up moving here to Arkansas to uh, to start a much different kind of church and uh, emergent or progressive evangelical or like whatever label we might use. I don't know. Um, and, uh, and in that whole process, you know, I had a, I had a big transformation in my political beliefs as well, because all that stuff is, you know, tied up together. You start pulling at one thread and all of a sudden, you know, a whole bunch of stuff is coming unraveled. And, uh, and so, you know, I was really, really disconcerted by, um, Republican support of, of Donald Trump. I had grown up a Republican had been a lifelong Republican. And, and I, I woke up the day after election day, 2016, and really could not believe what the country had done and the role that like my two tribes had played in making that happen. Um, you know, my, the, my church tribe of, you know, essentially white evangelicals and, um, and my political tribe, which Republicans were responsible for this, you know, absolutely, absolutely unbelievable disaster. Um, and I, and I just had this deep sense that I needed to do something. And I really, like, I didn't know what that was. And then there was a day that I went off to work and uh, came home and Vanessa had listened to Zach Exley, who was the founder of Brand New Congress on the Robcast. And I walked through the door and she held her phone out at me and she said, <laughs> you've got to listen to this. You've got to do this. And, awesome. uh, and so like later that night, I, I listened to the Robcast and, uh, um, I, you know, I went to bed that night thinking I'm, you know, I might run for Congress and, uh, how it, how brand new Congress works is you actually have to be nominated. Um, and so I started talking with friends about it and especially people that I know listen to the Robcast and saying, Hey, we, what do you think about this? And, Apparently, some of them nominated me because a couple weeks later, I got a phone call um, saying, hey, we're from Brand New Congress. You know, we'd like you to think about running for Congress. And and that's what started what has been a completely unexpected journey. So what you're saying is uh, your your wife, Vanessa, is also a Enneagram 8 like her sister? No. Oh, I mean, <laughs> no, Vanessa's a four. <laughs> okay. Oh, good. I wouldn't yeah, be terrified yeah, yeah. of her then. I am terrified of, of her sister. Oh, and, and you should be. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, no, uh, no, you should be terrified of Vanessa too, but for completely different reasons. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what, that all seems like such a whirlwind. Like what, mm-hmm. what was that like? I mean, did you have a chance to really think about it a lot or was it just like, this is a thing that is almost happening to you more than you were guiding it? Well, you know, I lived with, you know, the, the timeline was the day after Election Day. So November, whatever, November 7th, uh, 2016. And then I think that Robcast dropped on Inauguration Day, okay. which was like Jan- which was January. So I lived with this tension of like, I've got to do something. And I had no idea what that was. I had friends who were like getting involved in, in indivisible groups and people going to marches and people writing their Congress people. And like, do I saw my friends doing things and I like all of that was good, but I didn't, I had this sense of like, it was almost like a sense of calling in some, mm. in some way mm-hmm. that I like, I, 
And so when it presented itself, it was like, oh, yeah, this is the thing I was supposed to do. Huh. So so you were a former fundamentalist. You you turned uh, evangelical church planter, turned uh, progressive uh, evangelical, turned progressive Republican, turned politician. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is what is a progressive Republican? What is that? Yeah. What does that look yeah. like besides an oxymoron? Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I would argue that a progressive Republican is actually a historical Republican. That the the conservative takeover of the Republican Party that's taken place over the last several years is an anomaly. And you and you know, I I called myself throughout the campaign uh, an Eisenhower Republican. Um, you know, in 1954, when Dwight Eisenhower was president, and um, the uh, the Republican Party platform included things like equal pay for women and expanding health care, expanding social services uh, and the social safety net, um, reducing military spending, like ex- expanding labor unions, all this stuff that now we would say are like, That's you know, are, yeah. yeah, they're right. like they're middle of the road progressive things. Those aren't even radically progressive positions right. now, but that that they were part of the, you know, the Republican platform then. Um, and so it, and, and like every single major issue that you look at from, I mean, I mean, the last time we got significant immigration reform, it was a Republican who signed it into law. A Republican president um, enacted the Environmental Prote- Protection Agency. Um, you know, a, you know, it was it was a Republican who talked about the military industrial complex. You know, there's there there is this strain within Republican politics of 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 real progressive leadership. And and, I, you know, for me, so there's there's um, so I say all of this. And it sounds like I'm kind of being like, you know, an apologist for the Republican Party. The reality is I have no party loyalty at all. <laughs> I right. think I, I think both political parties are completely and utterly corrupt. Um, that, that I think, I, I think both political parties are, um, only care about protecting their own power and will hold any position and do anything necessary to do that. Um, but the system we exist in is a two party system that is so bent in their favor that to be able to change the rules, you've got to play the game and win so you can change the rules. Um, and so, you know, part of the thing that appealed to me about the brand new Congress strategy was that the, the big idea was what if we got 400 people to run Republicans in bright red districts and Democrats in deep blue districts, and they all run on a unified platform and one unified campaign. And it was like this big grand vision that didn't end up happening. But the strategy of, listen, the very best Democrat in my district is going to top out at 38% of the right. vote. And so nobody had ever tried running to the left in the Republican primary before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it turned out the strategy didn't work. You know, spoiler <laughs> alert. I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a congressman. Um, <laughs> well, you certainly but, uh, wouldn't be on this podcast <laughs> if you were. <laughs> but it was the, the, the idea of trying something that had never been tried before really appealed to me. All right, so I want to talk about you. I want to talk a little bit more about the progressive Republican thing because I saw you at the uh, Vote Common Good rally in Bloomington, 
and we talked for a little bit uh, after that. But I'm interested in this position because what what does that look like on a nuts and bolts level? I mean, are we talking like yeah. would it be more socially liberal, fiscally or fiscally conservative? What I mean, what let's no, let's I'm, take it. Let's take an episode yeah. or an inter, uh, uh, I know you're for Medicare for yeah. all. So what does that look like from a Republican perspective? Yeah. So. From a Republican perspective, Medicare for all would be the biggest job creator that this country's ever seen. So right now, I have a. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm like accessing my like old stump speech now. Like you're, you're calling. <laughs> I, mean, I just want to give that. Yeah, man, feel free. <laughs> yeah, this is stuff that I haven't talked about in a, in a year or so. Uh, but it. So right now, health insurance for the for most Americans is tied to their employers. Yeah. And it's 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 a government mandate on business to provide health insurance once that business grows over a certain number. So what we actually have is a government incentive for businesses to stay small and not create jobs. That's really stupid from a Republican perspective. That's not the role of government to suppress uh, economic growth and job creation. The other thing that Medicare for all, but if you, so if you decouple health, health coverage from your employer, then employ, you know, the right now, you know, if you grow over 50 employees, uh, you have to provide health coverage, which dramatically affects the bottom line for businesses. And you you, like, you understand a, a business owner who says, I'm going to, I'm going to keep 48 employees and not cross that threshold and lose a bunch of money on my bottom line. You decouple it. And now that business owner can grow their business and, and, and not have that, that burden. It would be a huge job creator. Uh, the second thing is you got to wonder how many like great the next great American entrepreneurial story is being unwritten because there's a mom sitting at a, in office doing a well, not, not today. She's not, um, you know, she, there's a Home mom office. sitting in, yeah, sitting in her bedroom in her pajamas right. on Zoom right now uh, doing a job that she hates. But she feels locked into it because there's good health insurance. She's yep. got a mm. she's got a daughter at home with a pre-existing condition. Yep. Yeah, she she's got a great idea to start the next great American company, and she can't do it because if she leaves her job, she loses her health insurance. Yeah. It is the coupling health coverage to to business is a tremendously anti-Republican idea. So how I mean. <sighs> I, I hear, so I hear polling, what you're, yeah, go ahead. Go so ahead. here's something else polling. So when I started my campaign, I was the only Republican talking about Medicare for all um, you know, that like, I mean, the only one like when I mean, we we looked and looked and looked and looked and, you know, couldn't find it. And, and like, I'm not personally taking credit for this, but I might personally be taking credit for this about <laughs> ha- about halfway through the campaign. Um, poll came out and 37 percent of Republican voters supported the idea of Medicare for all. Uh, so, I mean, this is, so if, if a third of, of voters support a position, I mean, that's not a, that's not an, that's not an easily dismissible number. Right. And then at about a month after my campaign ended, uh, another set of polls came out. And at that point it was 52% of Republican voters supported Medicare for all. So what we have is we have Republican party leadership that is out of step with Republican voters, the Republican Party leadership, their loyalty is not with voters and what voters want and what voters need. Their loyalty is with the corporate 
donors who fund their campaigns and keep their party going. And frankly, that's where Democratic Party leadership is as well. But, you know, you've got health insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies that don't want this to happen. They they buy and pay for party leadership. And that's why we have what we have, not because, you know, it's not what voters want, because it is what voters want in both parties. I mean, do you do you have any hope that that's going to happen in sometime in the next 10 or 15 years? Because I I just feel like I don't know. I feel like there's so many things in our country that are completely unsustainable as they are. And that was that's one of the biggest. And I think we're seeing that right now. I mean, we're seeing that with the pandemic of our. Our healthcare system, we're like the richest country on the planet, and our health system is ranked like number 38 in the world or something. Like, yeah. it, it is so beyond screwed. And everybody knows it. Like, everybody seems to know it, but you still have party hacks. I mean, my, my late grandfather, he's he died last year. My Both my grandparents died last year, but he was a diehard, like, crazy Trumpian Republican. Like... I just wanted to, be, but he would always bitch about his medical coverage. Yeah. And I want to just be like, dude, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, I just, we had so many conversations. I just, I mean, he was like 92 or something. Like, I, at that point, I'm not changing his mind on anything, but it's just like this massive cognitive dissonance between they know yeah. that the system is wrong, but they refuse to change it. Yeah. It's really a fascinating thing that I, in so many instances, um, I think Republican voters, and, and often, often it's, it's uh, I'm hesitating to say this, but I, often it's rural Republican voters who actually vote against their own self-interest. Oh, dude, we oh, yeah. talk about it all the time in yeah. our community, they, all the time. I, and I think, what, I think what they do is they vote aspirationally. I think there's a lot of Republican voters who will vote for a politician who wants to cut taxes for the rich because they think – eventually I'm going to be rich. And when I get rich, I don't want my taxes to be high as opposed to what their current situation is. And frankly, what their situation is going to be throughout their life. But they've so bought into this American dream idea where you're going to like, everybody's going to make it rich. And I think this in part is why Trump is so appealing to some of them because he represents that kind of aspirational thing of what they want, that celebrity apprentice kind of experience. (laughs) And, and it like, you know, it, uh, it 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 they vote aspirationally instead of what like could actually make a difference in their lives today. It's super frustrating. So I got a question because it, it is frustrating, and you've really described the the town we live in. I mean, oh, we talk about it all yeah. the time of the fact that they're. I mean, you're you've got the the modern Republican Party literally wanting to gut the entire security safety net, and most of our town is on like food stamps and social security, social security and, or yeah. disability and Medicare. Where, where, Medicare. Our, our school system is a title one school system. Yeah. So the kids get free, um, uh, breakfast, all of them. do. I mean, it's just yeah. like and also supplemental, but, lunch but as well. also voted like 80% Trump in most of his, yep. his, his, uh, campaign was like, I'm going to get rid of Obamacare. And I'm like, guys, that's what's saving your ass. Like, that's right. I, I mean, yeah. it's just, it, it is so crazy. I just I I feel like the only hope I have is that uh, is how close our system is to crumbling completely that it, yeah. something has to be done, and yeah. I, I feel like we're we're not far from that happening. But I don't know what what are yeah, your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's going to be super interesting to see what impact long term this COVID nineteen crisis has on the system. Like, it will I think 
you know, I, I don't want this to last any right. a day longer than it has to. But yeah. I think ev- like the longer it lasts, the less likely we just the rubber band just snaps back to normal. Right. I think if it had lasted a week or two and like ev- then everybody looks back at it and, you know, like, oh, hey, remember when that happened? But I think I think it actually will. I, I think it's going to leave its mark in a really lasting way. And I, and my hope is that there's some pretty significant reforms to come out of it. Like, well, I mean, on the day that we're taping this, Wisconsin is voting today. Yeah, right. It is, it is criminal. Yeah. It is criminal that Wisconsin is requiring people to go, to leave their homes and to go and yeah. interact with other people to, to exercise their right to vote. So I, I think what we're going to have coming out of this, I, I think they're, it's highlighting real problems in, in how we vote and, and hopefully vote by mail nationally will be something that takes hold um, because that is something that, you know, you can't disenfranchise people by limiting polling locations and, and, and um, you know, setting polling hours during times when people work. And so, you know, poor people and, and working people are disenfranchised. Yep. Um, communities of color are disenfranchised. You know, so I think you know, my hope is, is that one of the things that comes out of this is vote by mail, um, which yeah. is, you know, which, you know, really levels the playing field and takes power away from um, from state houses all over the country, which is great. Um, and then I think the other thing that that I think we're, we could see is is a complete rethinking of of our of our medical system and not just. I, my my friend Doug Paget at, at Vote Common Good, as we would before we were quarantined and couldn't ride around on the bus anymore, we would spend you know late hours at night going going down the road, um, arguing about healthcare and all sorts of things and how, you know how to fix it, um, which is what you do I guess when you're on a bus talking about politics all day. You just talk about politics <laughs> all day. Course, yeah. um, and and so one of the things that he says I I make the argument a lot about about how we fund healthcare. And, and, and Doug makes the argument, and I think, he's, I think he's spot on, is that we need to not just think about how we fund healthcare, but how we deliver healthcare as well. Mm. Um, because if you, if you simply change the funding of like who pays the bills, that doesn't necessarily address all of the issues that, right. that, yep. take, that exist in terms of how people receive care. And, and I, think there's, um, I, I think there's going to be a real um, – a real recognition that the way we do healthcare in this country desperately needs an, a major overhaul. That's my hope. Huh. Uh, here's that, something... and I think a whole lot of companies are going to realize that they don't need offices and people can work from home well, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> so, that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, everybody's starting to go, wait, I, I knew I could have worked from home years ago, and they mm-hmm. told me I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. What's interesting is, I, as, as I listen to you talking, you say you're a, a progressive Republican, but as I listen to you talk, like you sound, and I know uh, Ocasio Cortez is also part of. She was part of the brand new Congress initiative mm-hmm. as well, right? And you sound yep. just like her. So, yeah. like, what's the what's is there a fundamental we difference? On, we we ran on the same platform. So there's is there, I, I was is is I was it really just a Congress? Right. I was the brand new Congress candidate running in a red district, and she was a brand new Congress candidate running in a blue district. So let's let's talk about that then. So what if? Is it really just the label at that point because yeah. of just where you live? Yeah. I mean, there's really yeah. no difference between you guys. Um, well, I mean, Alex is is uh, is <laughs> is 
way more charismatic and articulate and knowledgeable than I am. <laughs> like there's, there's that difference. Um, she, yeah, she's, um, yeah, she is a, she is a, uh, unique and special talent, but yeah, we ran on the same platform. Um, when I, you know, so brand new Congress, we helped to, to kind of spearhead the whole, uh, abolish ice movement. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I remember being on phone calls, um, you know, with Alex and, and a few other candidates kind of hammering that out, figuring out, okay, what does this look like? How do we talk about this? You know, we, <clears throat> Alex and, and I and, and uh, three other candidates spent a couple of days together in, in Knoxville, Tennessee, um, sitting around a table, like talking about, okay, here's, here are these policy positions. How do we talk about these in ways that will appeal to people of color? How do we talk about these in ways that are going to appeal to conservatives? How do we talk about these issues in ways that will appeal to older voters, younger voters, all in like, and yeah, so we, we ran on the same platform. Huh? So with the brand new Congress, I think that's still an interesting idea and you're now the president, correct? Uh, executive director, executive director. Okay. I I don't know what the difference is, but, uh, (laughs) so, uh, what, how did you, how did you like, when did that happen and what does that look like for you and what, I guess let's let's pivot a little bit into yeah. what are the what are your guys' plans for the fall and and then beyond. Yeah, yeah so I was um, when I was still a candidate, um, the uh, brand new Congress wanted to bring a couple of candidates onto the board um, to help steer the organization, and and I was one of two candidates that that joined the board of of BNC. Um, I I think sometime during 2018. I don't I don't remember the timetable exactly. Um, and then um, in in February of 2019, um, we had a we had a leadership change and with the organization. Our executive director had been been doing it for a while and was stepping away. And uh, the board asked me to to come in as the interim executive director, and I did that for a while. And then then they dropped the interim title, and so I'm I'm the executive director now. And so essentially, what what we do now with brand new Congress is we are still um, recruiting and and supporting and helping uh, candidates all over the country. Uh, in in 2018, we endorsed 31 candidates. Um, 11 of them made it to the general election. One of them made it to Congress, who we mentioned, um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. So you you kind of see the uh, the impact that one brand new Congress. Yeah, seriously. You know, just getting one through, like right. what a difference it could make. Right. Uh, I get I get up every day thinking about like how do we get Alex as much help as possible, um, and, uh, and and I I don't get up thinking how do we get more AOCs because sure. she's a she's a unique person and all of our candidates are unique people. Right. But how do we get how do we get how do we get a a, a cohort of of candidates uh, who believe these things. Uh, and can't be bought by corporate money, you know, how do we get them to DC? So um, we went through a whole nomination process. We're basically are done with nominations for, for, for 2020 now. Um, and, uh, and we've endorsed, um, I think it's 42 candidates uh, for, for 2020. Um, all of them Democrats this time around. Um, we had one Republican, one independent in 2018. That doesn't mean we haven't abandoned our our postpartisan sure. um, belief, it, but it's just it. As you can imagine, it's hard finding progressive Republicans. Right. Um, so anybody who's listening who's a progressive Republican <laughs> who wants to <laughs> thinking about up. running for 
thinking about running for Congress, I'm especially interested in talking to, slide, to into, slide into Rob's DMs guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so we've got, we've got, uh, five Senate candidates that are running around the country and then a whole bunch of congressional candidates. We have a really like narrow lane. Uh, we don't get involved in governor's races. We don't endorse in the presidential race. We're really focused on Congress because we think that there's, you know, there's rightfully so there's a lot of money, a lot of focus, a lot of energy and resources that get spent on who's going to represent us as president of the United States. And that's that's good and important. But who represents us in Congress yeah. is equally important yep. and doesn't get nearly the same attention. Yep. And so we're trying to bring the attention to that and and put some resources and some energy behind that. Um, and and, you know, it it's crazy. You know, Congress has like a single digit approval rating and a 90% re-election rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, nobody Jeez. nobody likes their congressperson, but they send them back to DC every every 2 years. And uh, and so we like that's what we're working on changing. And so we've got amazing candidates all over the country. I like I I like literally right now I'm like getting goosebumps just thinking about them cuz I I you know through the, through our process we go through a real long vetting process cuz relationships matter to us right. and, and having good relationships with candidates is really important. And uh, and candidates having relationships with each other because it's it's harder than you can imagine running for Congress emotionally, all of it. And so we've we've we have an, an infrastructure that's all about kind of supporting the candidates and them being on a team and encouraging each other. I just just this morning I was talking with a with a, a Senate candidate and said to her, hey, we've got another Senate candidate who's kind of struggling in this area. You're good at this. Is there any way you could jump on a call and kind of talk with her and mentor her a little bit she's like yeah i would love to set it up and so it's it's that kind of thing that's happening is we've got these amazing relationships people willing to uh uh, to support and encourage each other so we've got we've got candidates all over the country they're like none of them take corporate corporate PAC money so they're when they get to dc just like people have seen with 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 aoc um her loyalty is with the people who voted for her not with the corporate interests and not with the party establishment. And, and we've got 42 candidates just like that, that would be amazing representatives in Washington. That's great. And it's interesting because that's why people hate her. <laughs> yeah. well, that, and that's yeah. why the establishment hates her because yeah. and, you know, she's not she beholden, she's not beholden to yeah, the, it's, it's to interesting the, to you, the powers. You I mentioned mean, earlier when, of, of brand, uh, brand new Congress being post-partisan and that I caught when you said that, because that, I mean, I see that in her because, mm-hmm. I mean, the the Democrat establishment doesn't like her. I right. mean, she's butted exactly. up against Pelosi a thousand times, and like, yep, you know, yep. and it's it's just really interesting to see like yep. when people are like, I'm not going to be beholden to a party. I don't care. Yep. I, I yep. have a, I'm helping people. So, yep. and so you know, people watch her and they they love watching her. Just you know slice and dice people in during like committee sub hearing, you know, like subcommittee hearings where she's just like, you know, some poor schlub is up, you know, sitting at a desk and like, and she just like, you know, slays him. And yes. And, and people ask me, they're like, how do like, how can she do that? I'm like, well, number one, she's that smart. Like, like literally that smart. And number two, um, most people don't know that the majority of time that Congress people spend 
is not in their office, not studying, not reading legislation, not preparing for committee hearings like that. The majority of their time is spent in a cubicle in a basement underneath the, you know, the RNC or the DNC in Washington, D.C., making phone calls to donors. And, and committee and this happened with my opponent during our campaign. He became chairman of the budget committee, not because when the budget committee chairman stepped down, not because he was next in line with seniority, not because he had the best. He's got the best background in education to to head the budget committee, but because he had raised so much money for the RNC and their committees that he got that committee chairmanship. And the Democratic National Committee has the exact same system. There's a point system that based on how much money you raise for the party you get your you get chairmanships and you get seats on the powerful committees and what alex doesn't play that game because she doesn't solicit corporate money she doesn't take corporate money she doesn't spend the majority of her time making phone calls to you know big dollar donors she's actually she actually has the time to represent people and that's why she's so good and why everybody else like pales in comparison wow that's yeah I mean, the whole system's so gross. Oh, it's just so it is gross. Terrible. Like, and and I knew it was gross, and then hearing you say that makes it even worse. Uh, but I mean, at this point, is what? it is it even redeemable? Like, I mean, is it? I mean, are we just are we just j- several generations away from it being changed, or is it like just so bankrupt at this point <laughs> that it's not even like? I know this is all speculation, really, but yeah. I mean, is it just so past the point of being redeemed that? Like you almost need like a major empire fall before you can rebuild it into something worthwhile. <laughs> well, I that if if I were to adopt that view, that would make my days really depressing. <laughs> <What I'm, laughs> That's fair. With what, I'm trying, with what I'm trying to do, I mean, I under like I get that sense of like this problem is too big to be fixed. But but here's like and this is why like brand new Congress was so inspiring to me and Vanessa. It was why she had this, like, you've got to do this mentality. Like that was like that. She, she was so adamant of you've got to do this because it was, and she talks about how, like there's been so many times where she has felt so hopeless about, um, the situation in DC that like, this was the first thing that gave her hope in a very long time. And, and, you know, I, I, I think what we're trying to do with brand new Congress is is the thing that can bring about the change that we need. It's I and and the the impact that Alex I mean, come on, this is the youngest congresswoman ever. Yeah. This is a freshman congresswoman from from New York City. She should be a nobody. Nobody right. should know her name. Yep. But she is one of the most powerful people in the country and it's the it's the power of her ideas and the way she carries herself and and, you know, the movement that's behind her that I think, you know, if, if we can win some, some more seats in in 2020 and then win some more seats in 2022 and eventually we're going to have 400 people that original vision, we're going to get there eventually. And, uh, um, you know, I think I think what we're doing with brand new Congress is the thing that can bring people hope. Well, what's interesting about about her especially is. And what I think is is really, I don't know, funny is probably not the right word, but I think what what is so one of the things that's so appealing about her to so many people is she's just no nonsense. Like you can tell she refuses to play the game. She refuse like. And what's interesting is that it's it's the same thing that Trump ran on, 
except yeah. she's not full of shit. Yes. Like, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what yes. appeals to what what she does is what should appeal to the very Trump voters that you know what I mean? Like she, she is not playing the game. Like it, the, the quote, the swamp, she refuses to be mm-hmm. a part of it. And right. you know, they were taken in by a charlatan that said the same thing of drain the swamp, even though he was the swamp and yep. everything that is the, everything that is bad about the swamp. That's giving the swamp a bad name. <laughs> that's true. The swampiest that's swamp that has ever swamped. <laughs> but but I, I just think that's really interesting is that that's, you know, everybody's like, well, the, He's an outsider. No, 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 he isn't. She is an outsider. Like he's part of the yep. the very system yep. and, that is that everybody hates. You know. Yep. And, and so. yep. And here's here's the diff- here's like here's one of the differences I would I would say between you know Donald Trump, who I, I completely agree with you is a charlatan. He is completely incompetent. Yep. And I mean, the thing that he's competent in is like reality television. He's not a competent yeah. businessman. Nope. The thing that he's competent in is getting the Trump name out there. The, so brand new Congress, our, the vast majority of our candidates have never run for political office before. They're not experts. They don't know. They don't know how to build a campaign structure. They don't know how to they don't know how to do this because they are experts in some er, other area of life. They're doctors, they're nurses, they're uh, they're retired generals, they're, uh, you know, they're teachers, they're. Uh, middle school principals they're like they're people that have that are experts in other areas of life and and will come to representing people in in congress with that same expertise um and and will bring together like uh, i think you know what the type of of leadership that will actually understand where people are at where they live how they live and what can make a difference in their lives and so i think that outsider thing is important but Trump being an outsider like shows like you got you got to pick the right kind of outsider, yeah, right? right? Like you right. know, like Trump's the wrong. Kind. You might want to pick an and outsider with a brain would be a good exactly. place to start. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. He's he's incompetent. He's corrupt, and he's cruel. And and that like that combination is really scary. Honestly, just somebody that's slightly less orange would be great. You know, I, I've actually, I've talked about it before, I think with these guys, of like, the only thing that is saving us from a true dictatorship is he's a total dipshit. Like, he doesn't seem to yeah. have the acumen to pull that off right now. Like, yeah. he's surrounded by truly terrible people. Um, but, like, he is yeah. so ignorant that I'm yeah. not sure he's, like, you know, everybody's, like, comparing yeah. him to Hitler. I'm like, Hitler was... He was kind of a dunce too, but he was definitely smarter than Trump, which yeah. is, you know, boy, that's a, <laughs> yeah. <whew. laughs> but, um, anyway, so let's, let's pivot real quick. I know we're kind of running out of time here. You'll need to go, but, uh, I want to talk, uh, you know, I, I mentioned, I met you at a vote common good rally and it was something that was deeply good for me to be at. Um, I didn't know a, a whole lot about what you guys were doing. Um, and I just, I happened to go, was at a friend of ours house at Lucas's house, uh, friend of the pod and um <laughs> it it was like deeply nourishing for me uh you're you're a guy that is very hopeful and it kind of oozes out of your pores uh i am not yeah you said you said <laughs> after that night of you being there you yeah. said that's the most hopeful you felt in a long and time. it's true and i still am sort of feeding on that yeah. a little bit like so talk a little bit about vote common good what you guys i know yeah. that has sort of been put yeah. on hold uh, because of the well, COVID nineteen, part, part, yeah, part of what we're doing is on hold, but we're still we're still plowing ahead with a number of other things. So, what Vote Common Good is, 
it's a recognition that um, white evangelicals, white Catholics, white mainliners, um, mainline Protestants uh, are almost singularly responsible for Donald Trump. Yep. Um, 81% of white evangelicals voted for Trump, 70-some percent of white Catholics voted for Trump, 55% of white uh, mainline Protestants voted for Trump. Majority of like uh, of Christians in the United States voted for Donald Trump, like white Christians. Yeah. Um, and and we're we're responsible. And so, vote common good is this effort that was started by um, a group of of evangelical pastors and and religious leaders uh, who recruited some artists and some musicians to be a part of it. And it's it's a it's a little bit of our penance tour, you know. It's like we <laughs> we we. He created this problem, and as much as we'd like to say, oh, well, we're not that kind of evangelical, um, it's still our tribe that created this problem, and so we've got to fix it. And so what we do is we we are trying to provide a counterbalance to the religious right, saying that there's a way to be a person of faith, um, to be a, a, a faithful evangelical, a faithful Catholic, a faithful Protestant, and, uh, and, and also resist Donald Trump and, and be, um, a progressive though. Not all, not everybody on our team identifies as progressive, but essentially, you know, vote for Democrats. And, uh, um, and so in 2018, uh, or yeah, in 2018, we did a, um, a, a bus tour where we started in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And, uh, in 36 days, we went to 31 different congressional districts and held rallies in those districts, um, with, with Democrats running for Congress, encouraging religious voters to help flip the House uh, as a way of uh, resisting Donald Trump. And now, and, and 16 of those 31 candidates uh, won their races and made it to Congress, which is really great. Um, in, uh, in 2020, we're now focused on the presidential election and swing states and the Senate. And, uh, and so we were in the midst of a 50-state bus tour where we we're going uh, all over the country, literally everywhere. That got uh, put on hold um, because of uh, of coronavirus, and uh, and you know our hope is that we'll be able to get back out on the bus later in the year um, and focus in on the swing states and uh, and the Senate races like uh, like we've wanted to. Uh, we'll just have to see how everything plays out. But our work continues online. Um, you know, we have a, a number of things that we're doing. Everything from a weekly electionary, which is kind of a a, a a virtual gathering that's very similar to uh, uh, to our, our our rallies that we do, we would do uh, across the country and, and we did in like we did in Lucas's living room um, and uh, and then we've got a podcast and we've got all sorts of resources that are out there um, trying to get religiously motivated voters to uh, to resist Donald Trump and and to vote against him um, and so like so for, for me I I crack the joke that I'm a I'm a Republican who, you know, goes around the country campaigning for Democrats because <laughs> yeah. that's 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 what Donald Trump has brought us. You know, that's 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 the situation he's brought us. Where, where can people find out more information? Is there like a, a website yeah. that, or that's yeah. all gathered together? How can yeah. they support what you're doing? Yeah. Uh, so brand new Congress dot org uh, is the brand new Congress site. VoteCommonGood.com is the Vote Common Good side, and uh, and one of the things that, that I, I the other thing that we do with with Vote Common Good, which is a lot of fun that I'm I'm real involved with, is we um, we actually train candidates on how to talk to religious voters, um, how to share their own uh, faith journey in an authentic way, because there's 
you know, for whatever reason, there's what there's, <laughs> frankly, there's a lot of democratic candidates who struggle with that. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not necessarily their native tongue. And, uh, and so we help train them and, uh, and, um, and then how to connect, um, the issues they care about and how to frame those in a way that will make sense to, uh, to religious voters. Um, so I'm real involved with that, the, on the, the candidate training side as well, getting candidates to that and, and being a part of that. And Brian McLaren, if you know, if you know who Brian is, yeah. Brian, Brian's our, our lead trainer, um, which there really yes. couldn't be anybody better That's in the awesome. world to do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of fun to like, you know, I get to schedule Brian McLaren to, you know, meet with, meet with candidates around the country, which is really fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You're, you're interacting with a lot of really awesome people. I, I uh, was looking on the various uh, Facebook pages today. Like you've got like Shane Claiborne, um, some mm-hmm. weird guy named Brandon Pfeiffer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Brandon. Yeah. yeah, Brandon's the best. Yeah. My uh, so after the 2018 tour, Brandon was um, uh, we we actually traveled with a stage in 2018, and Brandon's job was to drive the stage from where we ended in Fresno, California, um, and drop it off in Joplin, Missouri, which is just about an hour north of where I live. So after he dropped off the stage came down to my house and, uh, and spent a day or two, um, hanging out at, at my house. And, and my, uh, my youngest daughter, uh, whimsy, um, fell in love with Brandon. And to this day, it's been a couple of years now to this day. If you ask her who her boyfriend is, she will say it's Brandon. Tell her to get in line. I mean, same, honestly, <laughs> like <laughs> he's a great dude. Yeah. yeah I, 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 so Brandon's like from, I think, 45 minutes to an hour away from where we live. But I knew him cause he worked at Starbucks for a time and I worked at Starbucks for a time. And then also I went to a church that he went to. And, yeah. um, we've just, he, we've just keep running into yeah, him. Yeah, I had, him forever. I had yeah. his album back when he had an album with uh, little AM, which is like Lucas and him had a, yeah. a record label. And, uh, my favorite thing is to quote his, his lyrics right back to his face. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> my greatest. That's thing. fantastic. Yeah. That's great. So one quick question. Do you, do you ever foresee yourself running again for office? Yeah. Yeah. We think about it all the time. Um, you know, I, 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 I joke now I, I haven't cut my hair in a while. I joke now that like, if I get my hair cut, that's a, that's a sign that I'm, <laughs> that I'm running again. Uh, yeah. I imagine that I will run again. Um, um, I, yeah, I, I think that's definitely a, a possibility. Um, you know, I have learned so much. I mean, I didn't, I, I, in 2018, I had no idea what I was doing. And I mean, it felt every day, like we were making it up as we went along. <laughs> and, and now, you know, with my work, both with vote common good and, and brand of Congress, but brand of Congress in particular, I've really gotten to see from the inside working with candidates around the country, mm. like what works and what doesn't, yeah. uh, what, what tools are effective and which ones aren't. Uh, what mistakes people are making and what successes people are having. And, uh, and I'm just kind of storing all of that information away that uh, will hopefully come in really handy someday when, when I run again. Well, when, when you run again, we'll, we'll scrub this podcast. For yeah. You. yeah we'll, <laughs> just, just send us a message. We'll send delete us a it message. We'll delete it. It won't even exist. Yes, so. it'll, it'll be gone. Ryerson uh, 2024 yes. for president. You heard it here. Yeah. first. Yeah. 
Well, we uh, it wouldn't be the first time we scrub <laughs> someone from our podcast for the benefit of their their life. I always, I always think maybe I'll run for office at some point, and then I'm like, no, nah, there's 204 episodes of this crap out there. That's not. Yeah. I'm done. I was gonna ask, do you think we're we're definitely omitted from from a, 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 do we have a shot of, of winning an office based on this podcast? No, so, we don't. Yeah. I know. I can. Right now. I'll go ahead and answer that for him. No, absolutely not. All right, we, go ahead. I was just saying, are are you are you experts in some field that uh, uh, could be applied? I can applied fix coffee equipment pretty well. Yeah. That's about it. I'm pretty good with a dick joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, there it is. It's definitely I my. Like spe- I feel like that wouldn't make you unique enough in Congress. Oh, damn it! <laughs> All right, let's do a real quick lightning round. I know you got to go. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, and I apologize for that. We have a oh, that's okay. Every if for, yeah, I'm not sure when this will air, but every it, it, Tuesday night, if people are interested in learning more about about vote common good every tuesday night we do what we call an electionary little play on words there for like church people with electionary so the electionary is biblical reflections for this election and uh and we have we have speakers we have music we have artists and it we stream it on we stream it live on facebook and that's at 7 p.m central uh 8 p.m eastern uh every tuesday night people can check that out it's really awesome yeah this Our, is, uh, yeah go ahead yeah. this will this will air tonight this will air tonight yeah we'll, oh great be, well, yeah we don't, if, we don't mess if, around i would encourage people to go and watch tonight's electionary uh, that we're doing tonight watch the video there's a guy speaking he's a pastor from dallas texas named michael waters if you're not familiar with michael waters mm-hmm. i got to know him in 2018 and i i said to my kids when i got home I said to my kids, I just spent time on a bus with the next Martin Luther King Jr. He oh, is wow. he is so remarkable. Um, I, just a total inspiration and challenging in ways that we absolutely need. And he's 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 um, doing the uh, the uh, the kind of sermon ish thing that we do tonight. And I expect it to be amazing. That's awesome. All right, th- really quick, three question lightning round, as quick as you can do. What's your beverage of choice? Uh, whiskey. All right, any specific one? No, I'm not picky. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's the last album you listened to, start to finish? Oh my goodness! Uh, uh, Vanessa and I watched the Miss Americana. Oh yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift documentary. It's good. And I got on a plane the next morning to fly to a Vote Common Good event and listen to that whole album on the plane. <laughs> so yes. Taylor Swift. Well, Taylor definitely Swift. scrubbing your name for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which Brand, Brandon made a lot of fun of me for that. <laughs> uh, man. Uh, hey, hey, uh, third question, and I do have a fourth question. I'm sorry. Um, do you believe in the multiverse? Uh I'm intrigued by the multiverse and wouldn't be surprised by it. Oh, I love that answer. All right. And last but not least, probably the most important thing, where can people find you online? Uh, Facebook. I've got a website, uh, robryerc.com. Uh, but you can find me on Facebook and Twitter. And That's it's, Rob with uh, Rob, two B's. Rob, yeah, yeah, two B's, R-O-B-B, ryerc.com. And, and we'll have that Rob link Ryerc in the on Twitter, well. Instagram, yeah, Facebook. I'm I'm on all those places. And if I, I wrote a book about my campaign, if people oh, are yes. interested in that, um, yeah, it's called, um, it's called running for our lives, a story of, of faith, politics, and the common good. Um, it's available on Amazon. The audible version just came out, uh, last week. So if people want to listen to it, you can, you can do that. Uh, yeah. but, but that's out there. And it, if you, if you're ever curious about what it's like to run for political office, like I, 
I kind of break it down of like this is what it's really like, and it's. We I had think it really surprised about yeah. that. We just didn't get to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting, getting yeah. a note from my my producer right now. They're, we're going to give away three <laughs> copies on Twitter. Yep. So uh, all they have to do is is follow follow us uh, and uh, retweet, and then uh, we will we'll pick, a, pick, three we'll pick winners yeah. from that, and then we'll get awesome. at least three more the- books for you. All the losers can just go ahead and buy it themselves. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> or everyone can just buy it, and if they win, they can give the second yeah. copy away to, to their Trumpian cousin. Yes, yeah, g- yes, give it to their most Trump-supporting family member. Yep. Your there uncle, you your uncle Larry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for coming yeah, on the podcast. Was awesome. You're welcome back really anytime. Awesome. Uh, and, or you're welcome to tell us to delete and, this completely. Yeah. So yeah. That's, and, uh, and, and and let me just say before I go, hey Courtney. <laughs> Suck it, Courtney. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Rob. Have Thanks, a great night. Good luck. Bye, guys. All right. Thank bye. you. Why? What? what are you doing? What are you doing? No reason for it. Yeah, need him. Just no reason for it. Like, half of what, half the fucking what he does is for no goddamn reason. We never mute him. Hey, relax. Hey, I usually have a point. Calm down. No, you don't. You never have a fucking point. Hey. hey. Uh. <laughs> now you want to be as cool as me. It's never going to happen. And thank God for that. By the way, just, just FYI, an update. We have polished off almost an entire Amaro bottle. Probably going to finish that off tonight. That's so I'll see good, you, dude. Amaro. <laughs> Hasta la vista, Amaro. <laughs> Hasta la Amaro. What? Top of the Amaro to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was pretty good. Uh, feedback. What do we got? Oh, you need five stars? Nope. No. Oh, I, I like this, um, whiskey? this whiskey. It's it's very woody. It is, yeah. It's very, very... <laughs> Same. Very oaky. Um, <laughs> uh that was boring. so we've got a, a i think a relatively new listener that's blowing us up on twitter finally and we, we got a new it. one i love it yeah it's, it's been a great. while we love it uh this is uh brain dead redhead at <laughs> brainless babble i'm gonna read a few of these uh pastors podcast been listening to you guys for a while and now on a major bender during quarantine <laughs> thanks covid uh thanks for keeping me close to sane and laughing during the chaos hashtag move your lexus bitches hashtag how many creflos does that cost oh man (laughs) that is a major cut that's like uh episode it's with the it's the gif reed one i believe yeah oh it is that's one it's either uh, gif or jordan brad was gone was it yeah because we talked about prosperity gospel with gif no i was here on that no you weren't yes i was no you fucking weren't yeah i was I absolutely was. So, because I, I remember the Creflo thing. Uh, well, you also listen to this podcast from time to time. Sometimes. Uh, then, then he said, uh, Pastor's Podcast. I get excited every time I see Hillary McBride on the podcast. Same. And yes, I'm still way behind, but catching up slowly, that's also happening again soon. So, don't we have her come yeah, up? Yeah, it's on the, it's in May. Nice. She's coming back on in May. I'm so ready. Um,. Really just posting this one because you chose the wrong hashtags. Hashtag the lesson here is stop praying. Hashtag God is a gentle lover. Hashtag Gehenna Jones. God damn. Oh, man. Dude, Gehenna Jones. That is still a great one, man. So good. That was Brandon. Yeah, That was. was a Brandon episode. Uh, just finished the sexiest episode ever, and I'm not sure I've laughed that hard in my life. Hashtag. Was that 69 or yes. was that? Hashtag honey glazed ham. Oh. <laughs> hashtag Brad's battering ram. <laughs> Nice. 
That's when that was my dick cost Jude's autism. Oh, oh shit. Boy. Wow. That was Boy, that was a rough wow. episode, man. That is that, a, yeah, we've had some rough episodes. That was definitely man, took the I cake, just, I uh, That's when Casey showed up in the middle of it. He dressed oh, as Lebowski. Just, uh, I feel good about Boy. that one. That, I just, didn't age well. <laughs> Still, still fucking hilarious though. Uh, his last one. I just finished episode seventy-two, and I think this may be the first time I've been drinking while listening. You guys truly are a spit take hazard, but on the real, you guys have been a needed influence on my path of deconstruction. Oh, thanks, man. Hashtag six wing nine. Hashtag drunk tweeting the bastards. Six. Yeah. Get in the pub, man. Yeah. It seriously, it's like a buck. Get in the pub. Or if you want the really hot content, it's five bucks. Well, yeah. there's not a lot of that, but yeah. Well, sure. there's a lot there's of it. Be. There's not any new stuff, and there will be new stuff. Oh, bullshit. You just released something for me last week. No, we meant good stuff. Like him. Uh, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> Dude, you set yourself up for that. Come on. You At totally... least I'm releasing something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know when the last time you released something was? Yeah, like a year. Fucking April last year. Yeah. I love that he's keeping track. Yeah, I know, right? I'm not keeping track. I looked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, I didn't know. I just happened to look and see when I'd release stuff. I just happened to be looking. There was like a there was like a four month span where nobody really shit. So well, we were busy yeah. and we we're tired. Yeah, there is that burnt out. I got a pretty good wind. I got a, like a new wind with this podcast now. I feel like oh good. No, yeah. that's one of us. Uh, hashtags? Are we on? Hashtags? Are you the wind beneath? Uh, can Brad and I be? Uh, Leo and you can be whatever you want as long as you Winslet. shut up. Go ahead, Brad. You'll be the wind. Yeah, that's fine. I don't Which think one do went beneath be? my wings was Titanic. Can you be Leo? Well, can you be Leo? So you freeze to death. I'm not thinking death about them on the. On can you the, be Leo? So you freeze to death and die. Ship? Can we do that? Do you want to be Leo or Kate? Which one? I'll be Kate. Okay. Yeah, be Kate so you survive. I want him to the go wind. away. I want him to freeze like a pop. Well, fuck one. you, man. No, can was... I just say? Can I just say that looking back, the, I'm going to re-listen to this episode and the Avalon thing. I'm going to lose it. Oh, I'm going to lose so it when I listen great. to it, and I'm going to angry message both of you. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Because you put me in a Dude. conundrum because I was trying to tell Matt that I thought it was... I was how am I going to tell him that this is really <laughs> terrible? Uh, well, and the whole time I'm going, God, this is fucking... Dude, what is I this? I lasted I don't so remember long. this. Well, what's amazing is he didn't even know his own... Man, no, like, I don't... Like, I'm only listening... It gets better. Well, you stole... Like, I knew what the band was, but I've only listened to the album, like, one time through... And Brad stole the one I was going to do, so I wasn't prepared. Literally three, I, like Ugh. literally eight bars into it, I was sitting there going, this sounds like a cheesy yeah. ass 80s like <laughs> ballad. And I thought, oh, oh this could get, hard. get harder in a minute. Yeah. What the f- God. Uh, okay, I'll take props for props, dude. That it was good. It was a good it troll. Was really good. Because I was watching the bar move, and I was like, what the fuck is this dude, playing? I was losing my shit. <laughs> well, Nobody over. noticed. No. So I literally waited for you to. I was looking at the keypad where you were getting ready to hit it, and then I, I was. Hit it the I exact was sitting same there. I was did. sitting here going. So start. I'm trying to figure. I don't. Want, and you what muted yuck, me, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I muted. I was your, sitting here going. I don't want to yuck his yum because I really am trying to do less of that. But like, oh, it was wow, terrible. This is really bad. God. <laughs> All right. Well, if yeah. I listened to it more than once, like I only listened to it like first time yesterday, <laughs> all the way through. Anyway. Oh man. Um, okay, let's let's do hashtags. Let's get out, get the fuck out of here. Well, we paid close attention and we wrote them all down. Now it's time to decide our hashtag. Hashtag. Back when you looked like Daniel Stern. <laughs> Man, 
<laughs> You've always hated that. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag, get it from the bedside table. What was that in tape measure? <laughs> I told me to get it. He told me to get it from my bedside table. <laughs> I <missed> that. <laughs> That's really good. Hashtag <laughs> nectar of Brad's teeth. <laughs> no, stop it. This is my winner. Hashtag sin crack. <laughs> I think that's the winner. Uh, um, I don't know. Hashtag, you want to put something in my pouch? <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, zoom circle jerk. And then hashtag, top of the Amaro to you. <laughs> that's really good. Uh, I've got uh, hashtag, meaty pizone. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. Uh, <laughs> hashtag, put something in my pouch. <laughs> Hashtag tooth walking seahorse. Okay, that that's too good not to use. Hold on, wait, wait a minute. Hashtag tastes like eucalyptus. <laughs> it's gotta be the winner. Tastes like eucalyptus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ashamed to laugh at my own jokes. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, hashtag human pong. Hashtag pretty good with a dick joke. Uh, and then hashtag at least I released something. <laughs> I've got uh, hashtag nectar of Brad's teat. Oh, Have we ever had a Brad... I don't think we have, man. In 204 episodes. Uh, Hashtag. We've had some dandy Matt ones, though. (laughs) Can we say the best (laughs) one? Oh, nope. (laughs) Can we say it? I'm not walking down that old country road. Let's say it bleep it out. Do you have a bleeper? Yeah, hold on a minute. Uh, No, that's not going to work because you're. I don't have an actual bleeper. Oh, okay. Well, I won't say it then. Uh, (laughs) Matt. I just thought of it. That's great. (laughs) You know, Matt. You know, Matt, uh, I've got hashtag uh, nectar Brad's tea. Uh, hashtag overcoming, but coming is C-U-M-I-D. <laughs> we get it, You didn't really have to spell that out for us, buddy. I love it's that been, you decided to. It's been 204 episodes. <laughs> we know how you're spelling it. Oh. Those, all those overcoming meetings were at church. I'm over it. I'm done. I quit. <laughs> You can't even read this. I one. got Cuntuncle <laughs> Man Purse. Wow. Cuntuncle <laughs> <laughs> Man Purse. Cuntuncle. <laughs> I've got uh, Tooth Walking Seahorse. I love that so much. Tastes like eucalyptus. <laughs> That's it. It's That's, the winner. Yeah, That's I'm just going to write it down. And the last one I've got is hit the kajanka. So, <laughs> it's got to be. Tastes like eucalyptus. All right. Let's, I think we're good with that. Yeah, let's crash land this. Uh, we didn't even talk about like really coronavirus. How are you guys doing with everything? I'm, I, I'm just. I ordered a mask. You've got like, some coming you know to work. Brad, you know how I ordered it from? Mm-mm. Nate Kearns. Really? Yeah, he sells like these artistic ones. That, they're basically like artistic designs of like different fish scale colors. It's like this one's like a trout one or something, but it's like maroon and it covers like it, you can use like a, it's big enough. You can use it as like a face mask type yeah. thing that goes from like nose down to throat 
or you use it for like a headband. Like it's got all these uses too. We, so. uh, we're getting some for work. Yeah, we literally have. Good. We have to for work now. Starbucks yeah. are required. Yeah, or they won't let us in the door. I did see yeah. that they were requiring their workers. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So I ordered a lot of people at work. A lot of people at work ordered them. I ordered a bunch, man. I, I, I ordered some like three days ago. They're not going to be in until two. I was going to say until well, twenty twenty. I was going to say I got it. I got on Amazon. I'm like, oh, they're in stock, and it was like I clicked on it to buy now. And it was like basically I might May. get it by June. Yeah. Like holy, like yeah. that point. I know. Jesus. I think we're still going to need them by June. Probably, so. but my God, like I. Yeah, I a ordered... lot of people at work were wearing them today. I noticed, dude. It was surreal. I went to the store yesterday to get a few things to the grocery store, and everybody was wearing masks. It's we- that's weird. It's weird. That's yeah. fucking weird. It's it's almost become normalized already. Oh yeah, yeah. I went that, to. It doesn't seem weird. It's weird. Yeah, totally yeah. weird. Went to Target it's like to pick a dis- up some. TV it's like a dystopian novel or something or a yeah. movie. I, it's yeah. just it's just crazy, man. I mean, it's just people walking around with masks. I mean, this on isn't like a once in generation. This is once in a century type thing. Yeah, it's insane. yeah. I mean, nobody. Hopefully, living, it's only once. Nobody in a living right now remembers the last pandemic. No, it was the Spanish flu. Yeah, in like what nineteen eighteen. Yeah. yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time for pulling out. You're not alone, people. Yeah. We're no, we're, we're yeah, all we're all anxiety living. wise. I'm doing like I did for okay. the most part okay, except I think there's some like. Almost subconscious anxiety. We were, oh, yeah. You and I were talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. it today. Oh, sure. So I had a dream. Um, I, so I had sleep paralysis for the first time ever. Ooh. And I had a dream about um, my daughter was um, posting like a big giant, like it was a big giant, like uh, I don't know what it was. It was like a black butterfly is what it was. It was just like she was putting it on the door to my bedroom and I I woke up and it's such a weird fucking thing. I've never even yeah, thought never. of a black butterfly. So uh, sleep paralysis caused by anxiety, uh, oftentimes caused by anxiety. And then black butterfly, but butterfly uh, signifies in the dream, which I don't even really believe in. But like, it's such a weird thing to have a dream about. It signifies uh, being stressed. Oh sure. So um, yeah, I had and, a dream that I was having a conversation with Mike Pence. Yeah. At one point we were in a tent, and then that's at one a point, and then at one point we were in my bed for some reason. Where did where did where did the pins touch you? I don't have. He didn't, but uh, it was it was wanted to. It was a fucking ass weird dream. I can tell you I, that much. Man, yeah, I, I I think I've. It's weird because it really affects me when I have to go to work. Yeah, that's when my anxiety yeah. starts Same. ramping up because it's like I just don't want to be there, and I, I love just, my no. job. Love my job. Yeah. And I've gotten to the point where it causes so much anxiety because we have so much stuff. I mean, I'm just having to sanitize everything constantly. Yeah. And, and I was telling you yesterday, I'm like, I, I feel like no matter how much I sanitize, I'm. I, it's like there's nothing. It's like you're if you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it. It almost yeah. feels like yeah, I know. because it's it just seems like you can't be too safe, mm-hmm. like yeah. or safe enough. You they've can't really be safe uh, like, at work. They've really up the like I said. I think I said this before a couple weeks ago. Like they've really upped the amount of sanitizing wipes yeah. they keep around. Um, they're keeping like these hardcore ones, like in the break room, so you can wipe down tables, wipe down. I know, but even then, all it takes is one dick to have it and come in and cough on something. And I know. like it's there. You I mean, know all I, like, all I can do is what I can, I know. And I that's can what do. I mean. Like that's, I know it just but, it just seems like there's nothing you can do to be to ever be safe enough. And yeah, I I I've sort of in some ways released myself into that sort of just leaned into that and been yeah. like i can only do what i can do exactly like well i know they they said today they put out a message they're actually going to shut down for easter like that's we shut down for easter normally but we've not been shutting it for holidays recently because it's been so busy 
they're shutting for Easter. They just said they're going to sanitize break rooms, like bring in a crew yeah. to sanitize break rooms, sanitize bathrooms. They've doubled up on cleaning everything. Like so, they're at least where I'm at. They're they're doing the best they can. Oh, and they uh, starting this past Sunday, they stagger they're staggering the the start times for people. So there's a couple uh, li- there's a couple lines that come in at five forty five. There's a couple lines that come in at six. A couple lines that come in at six fifteen. So that not every and, and you leave at five forty five, six or six fifteen. So not everybody's. Mm-hmm. It's not seventy five, eighty people all at one time. Yeah, it, I still come in at six. It didn't affect us or compounding or a couple other things. But at least it, it's they're they're doing the best they can yeah. to stagger out. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. can only do so much. Yeah, you can. <laughs> so I mean, but as, I mean, I as Brad coughs. I, I mean, I've coughed some too. Generally, but it's not, generally, I've, I've, I'm doing okay, like yeah. anxiety wise. Yeah. But every once in a while, it for me, it's up. under the, it's under the surface. Yeah. I don't even know it's like yeah. it's there, and then all of a sudden, well, I was it's telling like, oh, you, like shit, I don't either. And occasionally, it'll like I'll, I'll feel like a tightness in my chest. Yeah. It's a low grade shit that eats your lungs. Yeah, because it, it, yes. it, you yeah. don't notice it. Yeah, it's just fucking there all the time. And so when you, when it actually pops up to the surface, it's yeah. like this. It's almost like a volcano erupting. Yep. It's like all this shit has been buried here. Yep. Under the surface, it's been like this low hum, and then all of a sudden it just explodes. So, have a good cry if you need it. Yep. Do, do it. whatever, whatever, man. Scream into your pillow. Whatever yeah. you got to do. I, I'll tell you what, I, I did some breathing stuff at work this past weekend. There's one day I was really kind of struggling a little bit. And I just did like a minute, minute and a half of breathing in. I know I'm breathing mm-hmm. in. Yep. Breathing out, I know I'm breathing out. It you helps, focus man. on your breath. Yeah. Yep. It fucking does. It, does. it doesn't fix everything, but it does. Yep. It really it brings your heart rate down. It brings the, it takes the anxiety away yeah. a little bit. It and makes you, a huge difference. And you can it, you I can did move it on. We, I had to go to a couple of Dunkin' yeah. Donuts, and you can move work. on to and something else at that time. I I did. I was not doing well yesterday morning, having to go to work, and and I I did that on the way there because I was I found myself I was breathing shallow. Yeah, you yeah. Know, just that you, you don't even notice it until you notice until it. Until you notice it. And you're like literally not no deep breaths. You're just sort of shallow breathing. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I'm gonna I turn the radio off. It's like I just for a couple minutes I'm gonna do that. It doesn't take long. You don't have to do it for long. meditation. Yeah. Yeah. And it, once, it works. Once this all blows over and well, hopefully if it all blows over, um seriously look into getting like an oximeter uh, oximeter or however you want to pronounce it and it like helps you realize how shallow you are breathing and how how much deeper you can breathe i remember rob bell doing doing something about breathing yeah Yeah. where i think it was his his yahweh thing yeah it was you ideally you only breathe six or seven times a minute yep yeah, like you're that to use your full lung capacity. He was saying like most Americans don't know how to breathe. No, we just we're we just so take, anxious and busy and yep. like we take shallow, yep. quick breaths, and so we don't have the energy. I mean, it, it affects it physiologically, it just affects you in like a thousand different ways. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. just take time and just find like this weekend, find whatever brings you joy. Two cigars and three beers brought me joy. <laughs> Sitting outside, I got sunburned a little bit. Like it, like that. It was just those moments of just, it just brought me some peace and some quiet. Yeah. If that's what, whatever it can do to do that, do that. So. All right. Time for pulling out. Yep. Yeah. If you've listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media with the hashtag, hashtag tastes like eucalyptus. Yes. Uh, we are on Twitter at Pastors Podcast. At Paul and Matt. We are on Facebook. Uh, at MJ Basinger at Pauline and Brad. Are you on Twitter at all? No. At all? Just um, for the podcast. Yeah. I'm on the- I am occasionally. I get on there occasionally. Facebook.com I've, slash I've put, it, I've put it far behind me and it's yeah. not coming back. At least yeah. we'll see what happens after the election. That's the first time I've looked at it in about two weeks. 
We are on Instagram at Instagram. There is no Instagram. It's just Inglorious Pastors. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, time for pulling out. Support for there's this pic- podcast. There's a picture of us six feet away from each other. Support for this podcast comes from Riveting content like you. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Check out our website, ingloriouspastards.com. Did you check reviews this week? We didn't have any. Oh, damn. Um, it's been yeah. a while. Check out our website, ingloriouspastards.com. Hey, Dumb com. redhead or whatever you're called, the new guy. Leave us a leave <laughs> hey, us a five star. Hey, new guy, leave hey, us a five star. Hey, F-N-G. Although he's probably not going to get to this for another like two months. Yeah. So. Uh, well, who knows? Yeah. Who knows how long the quarantine will go? Uh, you check out our, our Patreon uh, uh, support for for this podcast it comes from uh, our listeners at Patreon. If you uh, support us on Patreon, go to uh, Patreon.com/slash/podcast. You get bonus podcasts. New Merton coming. Uh, new Merton shit. We don't know what the name is going to be called. Bice around even helps shape the content of this show. Yeah, boy, that boy, you really ran to the end there, didn't you? Yeah, nicely done. Yeah, good job, buddy. I'm good, glad to see you guys this week. Yeah, man, it's I've, been a minute. I've needed some. Social interaction. I love my family, but yeah. I needed some non-family. I got to see Josh Casey yesterday. Although you're still Her? family, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Josh Casey. Well, I mean, he, at least he came by. He sat in my driveway Hi, and drank a beer. So. Hope you find Stole my... some of my tobacco. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Later. This is the end. <laughs> <laughs>